What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new podcast coming right at you. But real quick, you know what we got to do? We got to pay some bills on this motherfucker. First and foremost, October 1st, the Vimeo VOD store for the video versions is closing down. All existing video versions are moving over to the Patreon. This episode is available on the Patreon now. If you're not aware, I launched a Patreon at the beginning of this month. And there's a lot of rad stuff on it, and I'm constantly adding more stuff. Exclusive clips, ad-free audio, you won't have to hear my voice. All the video versions will be there soon. All the newer video versions are already there, so I'm doing exclusive content. We're going to be launching a patrons-only gaming night. Come check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash Once again, that is patreon.com slash And your money directly supports the show. It is so fucking appreciated. I really fucking mean it. We are also brought to you by my Twitch stream. That's right. Since the pandemic started, I have been Twitch streaming. Check that out at twitch.tv slash Slayer. Once again, that's twitch.tv slash Slayer. Come hang in the chat. Come play some games. We do a community stream on Thursdays. Join the Discord. Be a member of the community. Come hang. Once again, at twitch.tv slash Slayer. Normally, this is where I would talk about my Amazon affiliate link, but apparently Amazon feels I've been committing fraud and has discontinued the link. I'm fighting with them about that at the moment, so don't use the link for half a second. We will deal with that in the future. Anywho, it is almost one o'clock in the morning, and I gotta be up very soon, so we're trying to knock this out. My guest this week is director and adult performer Allison Ray. So when this was recorded... The OnlyFans controversy had just dropped the day before. The resolution where OnlyFans decided to keep adult content had not come yet, so we talk about the OnlyFans situation a lot. But Allison tells us a couple of funny stories. We go all over the place. This is a really fun episode. Allison is an absolute fucking treat. So sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy Drinking Buddies. because you know do you want me to open it i mean do you want me to open it yeah i'm like i can open these but not near gear yeah yeah actually that's a really good point i don't want to be responsible for breaking any of your gear trying to open a bottle of bubbly let's open it towards the wide perfect i'll I'll laugh my ass off if it fucking just get an epic shot yeah it's just gonna fall if it falls you have to leave it in oh of course all right let's see Oh. Edging, edging. <laughs> popped. Oh, it popped, but the cork didn't go anywhere. Oh, sh- Ooh, shit. Yep. I'm like, don't put that over the. <laughs> well, the new rug's getting baptized. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't hold that over the computer you noticed before and things went south. Yeah. Um, Good reaction time on that. Yes. I will. Uh, let's. Uh, well, it's, it's done oh, dripping. Oh, it's done dripping. Okay. Got it. Okay. We got a brand new rug in here, and now it's been baptized. Boom. I'm like, might as well just like. Might as well pour it. Yeah. yeah. This is so, such a fancy glass. 
It is from my mother's first wedding, her oh. wedding uh, crystal. She told me to pawn it at one point, and I just never did. Hmm. Makes me think I should get a fancy glass for my wedding. I also don't care that much. I'd rather spend money on things my guests will enjoy, not oh, just me. No, no, no. Someone bought that for them as a wedding present. Okay, that I've never understood. I'm like, why are you getting... I don't... I don't need fancy things. Like, I just got married. I'm probably going to have kids in a few, like, in a year or two years, whatever. Why are you buying me expensive things I shouldn't have in the house if children are coming soon? Well, you got to teach children respect for the glassware. So when they bring you drinks, they don't break the glasses. Mm. See, when we brought my parents drinks, we just brought them in beer cans. We'd go across the street, get beer cans out of our neighbor's refrigerator and, and bring Did them you warn your neighbors or you just take them? Oh, okay. So we had, a, <laughs> I guess I could have given you a little bit more context. I tend to do that. So let me know. If I'll you're call hearing. you on it. I'll just, yes. I'll just ask ridiculous I'll questions. I'll say things and I'll have, give no context. And even my fiance is like, what are you talking about? So uh, in, when I was growing up, we had our neighborhood group of friends. All the parents would get together for, over bonfires on Friday night and they'd be drinking beers and our neighbors across the street always had their garage open. They had, you know, their garage fridge that was just full of alcohol so anytime they needed a refill we would be the ones to go over and we thought we were so cool being able to handle alcohol and i didn't realize until i was probably like 21 years old that they were literally sending us to get the alcohol because they didn't want to get up and get it <laughs> hey it's a win-win as a parent like oh my kid thinks this is neat keeps them distracted and out of trouble and i don't have to get up my ass up win fucking win this is lovely. I think this is literally the same as what I had at Honey Burdette yesterday. <laughs> Good to know that they're serving $5 champagne with the unlimited button. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's an unlimited button. You, you can't expect that they're going to like really spend some. I just remember she came out. She was like, we have some pink Moscato. I was like, that sounds great. Honestly, any champagne while you're trying on lingerie is fancy. It doesn't matter how expensive the bottle is. Like there's somebody serving you champagne, getting you drunk. Probably so that you'll buy their really, really expensive lingerie. It's a good plan on the part. Like, huh, $5 bottle, $100 lingerie. Also, I mean, you don't know the bottle. Like, they just bring it out to you right. in glasses. So, like, and it just tasted good. So, I had no complaints. Yeah, that stuff tastes fine. It's the hangover you get the next day from it that is the problem. Luckily, I'm not that heavy of a drinker because I'm on a medication that makes it so any amount of alcohol I drink seems like two to three times the amount I've actually drank. So I don't get the hangover. So, um, you know, you got some extra pills lying around? <laughs> Hook a brother up. I'm not a cheap dating. You know, I would like to be able to you know, save some money in this economy. Well, you know, the good one is Buspirone. So it's like an acute anxiety medication, not like Xanax. Like you can't get high from it. So it's not fun on its own. But if you take one of those and then you drink alcohol, like you'll be, so it, you'll be good. Pill shot is the you probably want to let the pill like soak in first because it needs to start working through your liver and because they go through the same pathway. So if it's busy taking care of your buspirone, then your alcohol is just going to sit there and not be processed. And that's why you're going to feel real drunk is because it's not going anywhere. I, I, I'm figuring out the science of this. Yeah. Because mm. you'll see by the end of this, most of that bottle will be gone and I will still be coherent. Really? Yeah. That's very impressive. I will not be going through this whole bottle. I bought a second one just in case. Oh, my. <laughs> no, I'm very lightweight. 
I didn't used to be. This medication changes things. I'm also on like three separate medications that work through my liver. So technically I'm not supposed to be drinking, but I don't care that much. I like alcohol <laughs> more than I like my liver. And I just feel like I'm healthy. Otherwise, it's probably fine. Same. That's the lie I tell myself, too, that I'm probably healthy otherwise. Yeah. And I like drinking more than I like my liver. Yeah. And I'm, I'm young, you know, I hopefully I, 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 I can deal with that when I'm like 40. It's fine. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Oof. <laughs> Shit. I turned the big 4-0 this year. Oof. Ooh. Ooh. Already or you're about to? Oh, no. Back in February. Oh, well, happy very belated birthday. Yeah. like I'm six months to 41. Mm. That's depressing. Yeah. I'm turning 26. That feels weird. I'm like my late 20s by definition. I don't think I did much in my early 20s, which is kind of disappointing. But, <sighs> you know, I did porn. I don't know what I mean. Like, I, did, I didn't do much in yeah. my late 20s. I'm like... I did porn. I went to Thailand. I went skydiving. Like I did a lot in my early 20s. Who am I kidding? <laughs> yada, yada. I just did that porn thing. <laughs> Fell out of a perfectly good airplane. Went to another country. All things that the average American is never going to do. It's true. I forget how, I don't like to use the word blessed. I grew up in a very religious household and anything. I'm like, I'm so blessed to have this life. I hate it because. Well, I also think it's bullshit that trauma. like downplays the work that you did to accomplish these fucking things. It's true. But, you know, I, I'm talented and I got lucky. You well, know, I met the right person at the right time and ended up here in porn. I mean, that's part of te- that's part of making it in any field. It's true. Part of it is just fucking luck. You know, oh, hey, I get to be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company because the board of directors luckily p- chose your ass. It's mm-hmm. not like you were the... In most cases, the only person out for the job. Oh, yeah. And most people are so underqualified for those positions, too. It's true. It's true. I mean, what does a CEO even do? Delegates things to other people. I could do that job. Some people are actually really good at delegating. Most people are not. Most people, especially people who I think want to be in those positions of power, are really, really bad at having other people do tasks. And that's like your entire job as a CEO. Just making sure other people are doing their jobs. Well, and that's hell. That's your entire job is mid-level management. I've worked for enough bad ones of those mm-hmm. in my life. Like, I literally had a civilian job I had at one point and had to turn to a regional supervisor and be like, yo, I don't need to be micromanaged. I, I don't need to be micromanaged. I need to micromanage other people. <laughs> Something I'm working on. But I, I, I shouldn't be a CEO because, like... I'm okay at delegating, but I want to do it myself. But also, I want to micromanage them if I am giving them a task. I'd make a bad CEO. That's why I just need to work for myself and not be in charge of other people. Yeah, but eventually when the brand gets big enough, you have to be in charge of other people. It's true. And I've started to experience this just a little bit. And I'm starting to, you know, it's it's a good thing I'm in therapy and on pills all at the same time as this is happening. Because I'm finally able to grow as a human and let go of those sorts of things. So we're it, on our way. We're on our way. Well, it's a, it's definitely a hard thing to do, especially when the product is you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, one thing of like you're making dog treats like, well, if some of the dog treats aren't amazing, fuck it. We're still making yeah. money when it's like, oh, I am the fucking product. I can only imagine like there's definitely an emotional connection there. And it's really hard. It was hard for me in the past year, especially during COVID to let go of this it like desire to have my image be this polished perfect hot girl on the internet and be oh people just want to know allison as a person and post that on my OnlyFans. literally if i'm 
binging Netflix all day, they want to see that person. And they don't want to see me in makeup. They don't, you know, they don't, they do not care how grungy I look or how grungy I think I look. And letting go of the brand I thought I needed to be in order to be successful in this industry was really hard to do. Because you, as you know, at the same time that it is you, it's also not you because you're, you are playing that part on the internet, but it's your image. And all of the like little comments can really change your perspective on yourself, even when you're curating a brand. Oh, 100%. You know, don't feed the fucking trolls because they just come out of the fucking, it's so hard. It's, it's so, so hard. hard, especially on TikTok. Cause I'm there trying to like educate people about how porn people are real people. So when somebody gives me a trolly kind of comment, I don't respond in the comments. I'll make a video about it usually, just like an overarching, not directly to that person. Because I think it's important for trolls to see that it's a, there's a real person behind here because they just want a reaction. And I also try to give them the least reaction and actually speak to them like human beings. I don't think they're used to being spoken to like human beings because people just say they're trolls. And it's 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 hard. It's really, really hard. There's definitely a line between feeding the trolls and interacting with them in a positive way i think it sounds like a very difficult line to you know dance on it's like well is this guy just being a piece of shit because he just wants me to pay attention to him and doesn't care what kind of attention he gets mm-hmm. or is this just a frustrated human being lashing out and if i, I talk that's usually the case i think especially it's people who have their own like emotional wounds from their childhood or maybe an ex-girlfriend or something and they just feel the need, you know, it's, it's like a classic misogynist thing, right? Is that one girl cheated on him and now all women are whores and he just treats all women terribly after that when like, there's just a wound that needs to be healed. Um, not that all people do that. Just, and bro, I hate to break you. All people are whores. All of us. It's true. Every last one of us. It's really funny to me to think people, think they're above like be, being whores i'm like all of us were curious as kids about sex all of us did weird sex things in our bedrooms when no one was looking you know but then then some of us are comfortable with that truth as we grow older and some of us are not we're all whores some of us are just like okay with it and others are not yeah and even in a non-sexual act like anyone who's working a job for money is selling their body for money. Mm-hmm. And I meant to fix that. AC, boo. It's funny. We, uh, well, I'll let you get up and do that. <laughs> yeah, because I left my phone in the other room. Fuck. Oh, Pro- is, it, is it controlled by your phone? Yeah. I, I mean, I can physically turn off the thermostat too, but normally I would just do this. And this is all going to stay in my hyper, hyper professionalism. Okay. So, Allison, if you could take it away while I fix the thermostat. Sure. I was going <laughs> to talk about like a thermostat when we were so i just started directing a series for adult time uh called between the sheets with alice and ray and we go through a day in the life of performers and their partners and we got to just just be in their spaces it wasn't like a shoot house where we turned off the ac and everything when the ac would pop on or like we'd hear a lawnmower outside we didn't cut for sound we just laughed about it mentioned it and they left it in the final cut because we're like this is la baby um which is really cool because every scene i've done in this industry is so polished and professional it was so cool to direct something that was very just raw very pro series. yeah 
Mm-hmm. That's that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, people that have been to the show before are well aware that this is very pro-am. Yes. <laughs> that's what I got when I was listening to some episodes. I, I really liked what I heard in the episode with Nathan Bronson. He's one of my best friends. So I was like, oh, I got to go watch him. Oh, and Cherie DeVille actually was at her house earlier. Oh, nice. Some hard drives. Yeah, I, I helped Cherie with a couple of things. Just help running her business, organizing her life because I'm good at like, I'm good at delegating tasks. So she gives it to me and then I give it to my other friends and we just make sure the world keeps going round in Sheree land. You don't micromanage it when it's for other people. Not so much. Cause I don't really care as much. Maybe I should care a little bit more if they're like hiring me to do a thing, but also she, she'll, oh, sorry. She'll attest to this. She loves me. Like, I can do no wrong because I'm so on top of whatever she needs me to be on top of. So I don't micromanage the people that I have helped me with her stuff because it doesn't hurt my brand. And I know that I'm doing a good enough job with her stuff anyway. And it's not like career breaking stuff either. It's just the admin back end side. That stuff's important. That's where the money comes from. Well, now the money comes from OnlyFans. She does all that messaging. Like, I can't take credit for that. But who knows now that things are. Oh, we're going there, huh? <laughs> we're, we're here. We're here. <laughs> it only took 15 minutes, but we're here. The <clears throat> elephant in the room, folks. Mm. OnlyFans, at the time of recording, as of October 1st, is banning all hardcore pornography. I'm really torn on this subject because. I feel like it's about every six months that something comes out about OnlyFans is changing their terms of service. Oh, uh, OnlyFans is changing the way they do payouts. Only certain sex workers are going to get paid out. There's something like every six months and then nothing ever happens. I have a theory on what's happening with OnlyFans because I've personally experienced some admin stuff from OnlyFans where they seem to only pay attention to what is on your wall publicly, publicly, even if it's behind the paywall of the subscription. I think what they're doing is appeasing their banks and the payment processors saying, we're going to ban this. And if you do it in the DMs, they're going to pretend it doesn't exist. That's what I think is happening. I think they're saying, yeah, we're going to ban it. Meaning if you post it on the wall, they're going to send you a message and say, take it down. But if you're sending it out in the DMs, I don't think they're going to pay attention to it. That is definitely the model that some of my friends are doing currently. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, that's just the model, like, period, pretty much. Because otherwise, the thing is that people will subscribe, rip everything off your wall, put it up for free. But they're not going to sit there and spend hundreds of dollars on all of your different content to go put it up for free somewhere. So by having just, like, lewds on the wall... It doesn't hurt you financially if somebody rips it. So well, I, it helps you in some cases. I haven't had that experience, but I'm sure there's some people who like, you know, oh my god, she's hot. Let me uh, see what's going on here. Maybe, but if they're already on Reddit, or I was going to say Tumblr, I'm like that's not a thing anymore. But if they're on Reddit, <laughs> seeing that that somebody's ripped, they're they're going to that website because they have free content of all of the girls. They're not out there tr- looking to support a girl. I don't think. Well, I don't think they're looking to support, but you know, they may. They may get horny enough where they're like, I'm going to spend some money. I want that nut. Maybe. 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 I mean, this is completely unscientific 
like unresearched. Just when I message my fans, they come from TikTok or they come from Twitter and they are intentionally following my links from those platforms. No one's ever been like, oh, I found you on this free page. Maybe they're embarrassed to say it. So that could be it. Too. Well, and I think we should bring that shame back to people. People yeah. should be embarrassed to be like, yeah, I stole porn. Yeah, they should be embarrassed. I also get it. Because it's out, you know, I feel like if unless you're in the sex work bubble, most people don't understand why you should pay for porn or that it's normal to pay for porn or that you get better porn when you pay for porn. I don't think people understand that. Which is wild to me. Because like this industry, yes, makes money. Don't don't get me wrong. There is definitely money in this industry, but there's not mainstream music or movie money in this industry. No. Production costs money. Everyone who shows up on set to work costs money. Mm-hmm. Even if the performer's like, this is my content, I'm I'm donating my time. Everyone else there costs money too. Yep. The wardrobe, the shoot house, everything. None of this is free to make. No. Unless you want shit just shot with an iPhone, just people hanging out on their couch and like banging at bad angles. But that's the thing. That's what they want now. That's the shit that sells for me. It's crazy. Like, it's it's crazy. I, a video, I swear to God, a video I did with this guy. We did a full, like, porno setup. I'm playing video games. He's checking me out. We, You know, I'm his girlfriend's sister or whatever. And then we, we bang. That video did okay. And then when we cut the cameras, I was like, I want to fuck you for real. And, like... He he really likes to mess with the lights and the angles and whatever. He's very artistic kind of dude. So I got him to I was like, let's just let's just have some fun. And then like at some point I hit the record button on his computer because uh, I knew it would start recording us. We were literally in the bottom. Like if this is the frame, this big is where we were on the floor. Fucking that video sold best in that entire week of all the curated content I did. They couldn't see anything but man ass and back. And that's what they liked the most. Y'all stop this shit. You're going to put me out of work. I'm never going to be able to work on a set again. Fuck. There needs to be a balance. I think there needs to be a balance between uh, supporting professional sets and amateur girls. But no, no, I'm I'm all in favor of people making their money. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm I'm being a silly goose. I mean, everyone needs a job. It is problematic that the almost almost the entire industry has shifted to OnlyFans. And there's a lot of directors who put food on my table for many years who are now out of work. And that's problematic. So everybody needs. I just wish there was an easier way for you know, crew members and directors and, or, and, you know, I don't even think they want to most of the time help with the back end of OnlyFans Cause it's kind of like the same way they were upset at Pornhub when it first came out ruining their careers and lives. Now they're like upset at OnlyFans ruining their careers and lives. See, I'm a dude who's like, just adapt friends. Hell performers. I don't know if you need OnlyFans content edited, I will do it. Mm-hmm. Like I am. I slide into people's DMS all the time. Like, yo, you, you tired of editing your shit. I'll do it. I do not care. Like the check spends the same. I'm mm-hmm. not, I don't care. I don't care, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens after, after yeah. October 1st. I'm, I'm definitely putting my bet on ninth cloud. Cause it's a platform that hasn't launched yet. I know about it. Cause I had 
conversations with the the people behind it. So that's some secret intel. I know there's some really big name performers that are backing it as well. And everyone's out there on Twitter like, oh, which one's it going to be? Is it going to be loyal fans, AVN stars, fan centro? Nobody really knows. And I'm, I'm, I'm putting my bets on Ninth Cloud. If OnlyFans tanks. I think it could just still stay around and not have an issue as long as people are just doing stuff in the DMs. But if I'm wrong, it's going to be Ninth Cloud. We'll see. I mean, some of the people I've talked to are convinced this is all about the IPO, so they may actually clean up their act. Can you define IPO to me? Their initial public offering, because they're trying to go public and beyond the publicly traded. That's right. <clears throat> I didn't know what IPO stand for. Thank you. I learned something new today. Oh, my God. The show's educational. Shut it down. Shut it all fucking down. <laughs> people are not supposed to learn things on this show. I'm sure many people learn things on this show. Probably I, too much about my sex life. But. I learned that you wanted to do like parody series. Oh, shit. Stuff. Yep. Oh, shit. That, that was. Yeah, we discussed that with Nathan a while ago. Yeah. I was listening to that. I actually, it's funny because my best friend and I had talked about that years and years and years ago when we were little baby porn chicks and we really wanted to do that. It's kind of so, I mean, Erica Lust is sort of doing that. Not quite as like long narrative, you know, it's kind of like three or four part, like, you know, feature movie, but there's like four of them rather than like an entire episodic TV series yeah but it, it's weird that it's super por- cool porn is never like done episodic television mm-hmm. i thought that i always thought that was kind of weird too i i legitimately think it's just because it doesn't pay enough there's not a number i don't think there's a number that some perform that not perf- sometimes i can't speak that has also been known to happen on the show before <laughs> i don't think a lot of performers would commit to that kind of time commitment at whatever rates we're able to offer them is the problem. Well, and on top, especially if they're like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut oh, you no, off. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't but mean es- to cut you off. <laughs> but especially if they cast somebody that that performer doesn't like, you know, it's not just like in Hollywood where you can just fake chemistry and it's a kiss. Like this is sex. It is personal even when it's not personal. So I just think there's a lot of hoops to jump through and there's just not the budget for it. Well, I agree. And also, there's a lot, there's a fucking high turnover rate. You may cast exactly. somebody who's just gone in six months. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. I well, think you'd really need a contract, kind of like they have for TV shows of We Want You for five seasons, but they get a buttload of money. I don't know if they get it up front or like how that works. I mean, generally it's per episode. Is it? Mm-hmm. But they have a contract usually yeah. of like at least one season or, you know, fucking Rick. I think it's Rick from. Walking Dead. He's been there like seven seasons. Yep. That's his name, right? Rick? It's been a minute. That's since the I, character, yes. Okay. I was going to say, it's been a minute since I've watched that, and now I'm concerned. All I remember is Coral. <laughs> but you'd have to contract them, and I don't think any kind of contract like that for porn would hold up in court. Like an agent's contract, it's not going to hold up in court that they have to have sex for this agency because you can't contract sex, and that's what right. these episodes would be. Although I'm, I wonder, you could you contract, could contract the, per- the acting, right? The performance of it, and yeah, and cut out sex scenes for that performer. It is weird they haven't done it. I feel like we could be entering a, a I mean, era I'll, where we do that. Hopefully, we just find someone who has like a passion for it and is like, "This is my passion project." Because yeah. 
in the creator content creator star model that we're in right now, someone very easily could mm-hmm. who's got a little money is making money on their other OnlyFans content or whatever equivalent platform comes goes. I have a passion project. I want to make this TV series. Yeah, fund it themselves. I think it'd be really cool to like have an original TV series. I kind of think that's what Adult Time might be on their way to doing, or they kind of tried to do it a few times. I think, like with the Future Darkly. They just didn't market it as, but it was essentially just Black Mirror with porn. So they, they're they kind of doing it. I could see them doing something like that. Well, and if you do like the anthology model, you don't even have to have the same cast. Mm-hmm. Like throwback to what I was talking about with Nathan Bronson. Part of the theory that reason that that parody worked for me was. The quantum thing. Yeah. Yeah. Did, are you aware of Quantum Leap? I am not, but I am aware with quantum I'm aware of quantum theory. My fiance is a physics major. So he likes to talk about that stuff and listen to a lot of podcasts about it. So like, I understand. I don't think quantum leap has anything to do with actual quantum theories. Oh, well then maybe I, it was a show from like the late eighties, early nineties where Dr. Samuel Beckett went into a machine and then got teleported into other people's bodies throughout history and had to write wrongs, write wrongs. You know, basically write historical wrongs and make them right. I mean, I feel like that's essentially, like it has something to do with quantum theory. That's just what like quantum physics is, is things being in different places at different times and all at the same time. I mean, it's pretty loose. It's, it, it is, it is, but, but it's TV. That's what entertainment does. It's very loose science. True. Very true. But part of it was every time Sam looked in the mirror, he got the face of the person he was inhabiting. Mm-hmm. So part of the theory behind what I wanted to do, the parody of it was, you just basically need a performer to be the body initially, but then you can swap in whoever you want as the actual. Right. Cause you could also, cause you could superimpose that image. Like say you have a performer that does the first episode. They're the bot, you know, uh, the main character. Right. Samantha it, Beckett is how. Yeah. It was and the get parody. a shot of her looking at the mirror, but have nobody on the other side sort of thing. And then just superimpose whatever model you want to put on it. So you wouldn't even need her to redo that scene with other people. That'd be really cool. Yeah. That, that was the whole theory behind it. It was like, oh, we don't even actually have to reuse people because she's mm-hmm. constantly bouncing from yeah. person to person. The The tagline I came up for was Samantha Beckett writing hookups that once went wrong. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, okay. Did you ever come up with a fun idea of like an episode? What kind of hookup? She'd no, so I, I never got into actually writing episodes of this. Like, I bought the domain, I pitched this idea to like a hundred people, and I'm like, I am not the strongest writer in the world. Like, I have ideas. I don't necessarily like can execute on some of them. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, that's fun. And then, much like many things in this industry, no follow through. Hmm. Hmm. We should we should talk about that. I okay. have I have I know some people. Do you now? I know some people, but I don't want to talk about it because like. That's the thing. When you talk about things on very public forums, like a podcast, I feel like they tend to not happen. You're like jinxing yourself before it even starts. See, I feel like it adds some accountability to try to get it done. Mm. Like, oh, I talked about this. Hey, you just called me out on something that I talked to Nathan Bronson about like three years ago. Was it three years ago? Two or three, at least. Like, it was probably 2018 when I did that interview. Oh, that's bizarre. I swear I thought it was. Because it seemed like it was over... 
uh, Zoom or something. Like, I thought it was quarantine time. Like, I thought it was December. I know it was set a December date. Oh, no. I'm pretty sure that was an in-person one. Oh. I don't think his I've had Nathan on since I don't know. Quarantine. His audio sounded like it was on the computer. Uh, <laughs> I drink a lot. Hold on. <laughs> I need to pull up an episode list real quick. There's a very big possibility that I forgot about an episode with Nathan that I did. Oops. Like. I feel like he talked about his lady on it, too. Oh. Uh, which would make sense, because that's more recent than that. This is very true. Um, This is very, very, very. Oh, he may he may have done one via Zoom. I, I'm just, I've done a couple hundred of these. Yeah, Sometimes I no, it makes sense. I'm a production assistant for one of Gamma's crews, and I never understood as a performer how like crew members could forget that they met me or forget what scene I did. And now I'm like, oh, I get it. It's just the same shit every, you know, same shit different day. I couldn't tell you who we shot last week. Maybe who we shot, but not what we shot them in. I'd be like, I don't know what the storyline was whatsoever. So I imagine it's even worse for you because it's not like there's like context, different places you are with people. It's yeah. just it's all here or Zoom. Yeah. And I'm there's alcohol involved, at least on my end, every fucking time. So mm-hmm. shit, iTunes, you don't have a date when this was released. Damn you. <laughs> Damn you. Oh. Okay. I see now you're making me I, I need to look it up because I looked it up on spotify where is my spotify i did the like aesthetic thing to my phone where a lot of my apps so there is one from december 2020 which would have been via zoom okay that's the one that i listened to then yeah okay someone had a date on one of them (laughs) okay so yeah that was via zoom and that's why his audio sounded like ass not my fault no not your fault quarantine's fault quarantine's fault absolutely quarantine's fault yeah, I, I've I've had that. I've literally owned that domain for six, seven years at least. Wow! And just never done shit with it. Hmm. And while we're on that topic, a friend of us, mainstream author friend of mine, and I wrote a script a couple of years ago, and like it's now making the rounds again of people like, oh, hey, maybe we'll produce this, like an adult script, mm-hmm. very Tarantino esque heist film. Hmm. I actually gave it to Nathan in December, and he never read it. Oh, you could have at least read it. I'll have to give him shit for that. I will. Next time he's live on Instagram, I'll pop in and be like, hey, you read the script yet? He is a busy man. Oh, I He know. gets called all the time. He does so many doubles. I'm so impressed by him. I don't know how he does it. I don't know either. I mean, And the- stays as fit as he is. Like, I get it. There's exercise involved when you're shooting, but not, not like that. Right. No, no, I, I super don't get it. There's... My audience has heard this a hundred thousand fucking times. There's a reason I never wanted the job. Yeah. Like, I love that how many dudes are delusional out there that think that they could do the job. Yeah. It's, it's comical. It's really funny. Like on my TikTok, when people will say like, oh, I could do that. I could whatever. I literally posted a thing that Barrett Blade had said a while ago is when people come up to me at bars saying, oh, I want to get into porn. Can you help me get into porn? He's like, yeah, take your dick out. Get it hard right now. And everyone on TikTok's like, that's different. You could get arrested. It's And I'm like, one, it's not even about necessarily getting your dick out and getting it hard in that restaurant. It's your attitude about doing it. Second, 
Sometimes that is exactly what you have to do. I can't tell you how many scenes I've done that were actually in public where I didn't know it was going to be in public until the day of. It's not like I could have canceled. I mean, I, you know, you can always walk off set. You always have a choice. But you're also making the choice to leave your check behind for the day. Right. And there that. are repercussions for that. Yeah. Like you'll ruin your reputation with the director, with the company. And honestly, that that's messed up. That needs to change. It's a very coercive model for oh. us to do this. Like I'm not a fan of it. But it is just the way that the industry currently exists. It is definitely getting better, though. Like, because I was doing some work for Mind Geek out in Vegas for the last mm-hmm. couple of months. And that was the first time we're in my experience. We're like, oh, we're doing entrance and exit interviews and like legit ones. You're like, here's your check. Mm-hmm. We're not doing the exit interview until like you have check in hand that it's right. Now we'll interview you. Because I heard stories back in the day about people getting exit interviews that were very coerced. Oh, dude, I, I there's still a company. I won't name them because I don't want to have a lawsuit of any kind. I would like to avoid that as well. Yeah. So there's a company you get to set. You know, I don't even know if it's the company so much as it is the director and the PA. They're rather, they're known for being rather irresponsible and not the best crew. So some people might catch on to who I'm talking to if they're listening. But they'll literally hand you a, you'll do your interview, you know, enter interview, and then they'll hand you a blank check and have you like show the back of it, not the front of it. And do your exit interview saying, like, asking, like, how how did the scene go today? Did you do anything you didn't want to do? And do an exit interview before anything happens. And you have a blank check as if that's a legitimate exit interview. That's fucked up as hell. Why are people still working for them? Because people need, well, you know, I don't even know. I don't know that they're still around. I haven't seen them since the lockdown. So maybe people are doing well enough on their own OnlyFans that no one wants to work for them. But I imagine it's because they're, you know, they're they're inexpensive to hire. The company is famously known for cutting rates. And uh, some people will just put up with bullshit like that because they need to put food on the table like everybody else. Or unfortunately, some people are naive and don't know any fucking better. Yeah. One of the two things. Or both. Mm-hmm. Or both. And it's just, unfortunately, we are in an industry that is a bit exploitive. It is. But... I don't know that it's any more exploitive than other industries. I think we get singled out as an exploitative industry because it involves sex. And it's just, it's capitalism. It's not even, this is the sex industry. If you talk about somebody who is a maid, for example, for a living, like a personal maid that goes to somebody's house, they would not want to clean your toilet if you weren't paying them either. That's true. But the difference is, in most other professions, there's some sort of orientation training. People just get thrown into the fucking deep end in porn. It's This is very true. I think agents need to be a lot more proactive about that. Well, agents need to stop acting like <clears throat> you work for them because you they work for you. And I tell people that all the fucking time. Like, if your agent's giving you shit, they, are, they work for you. They're your agent. You are not their employee. It is a weird relationship that and I think that's actually very common in Hollywood too. I think when you're an actor and you have an agent or a model, any kind of performative career where you have an agency, it seems like the tables are always turned in a way they're not supposed to be because they are supposed to work for you. But the thing is, they're also trying to make their money. And because they're representing so many people, they're not exactly always going to put your best interests first because they have other models who as they don't care as long as they make money they don't care who's that's why i think most people need like an actual manager 
not an agency that oversees that many people because at the end of the day, they don't care about you. They care about the check. 100%. I tell people that all the fucking time, all the fucking time on that shit. Yeah. Also, when I hear like certain agents will let people take vacation because, oh, he, he'd be upset with me if I take vacation. Like, fuck that. Yeah, that's there's another very well-known agency. And I think we might be talking of the same one. Girls aren't allowed to have a no list. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm sorry. Are you not human? Even people who work a normal job have a no list of I don't work Sundays. I'm religious. That's my day of rest. I don't, you know, feel comfortable. Even if it's not like a specific no list where it's like a demand, like it's like I don't feel comfortable sitting next to this person. Like I'm sitting next to this person that makes me uncomfortable in my cubicle. Can I move to a different cubicle and then accommodate these things? Well, and if they can't easily accommodate there's a human resources department to like arbitrate this shit yes and there is no hr no, in porn no there needs to be i don't know that there ever will be no th- i don't think there ever will be just because at the end of the day whoever got that job everyone would be like oh that person's playing favorites that person look exactly no matter who it is yeah and, no matter who it is and that's yeah that's 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 the problem is it would legitimately need to be somebody so outside of the industry who couldn't have a bias who, and there is very strict uh, rules about how you can interact with that person. But then you come run into the problem of they don't know the ins and outs of this industry and the, you know, very specific problems girls will have on set because if a girl says, well, this director wanted me to do this thing that I was uncomfortable with somebody outside the industry would be like, well, you signed up to have sex on camera. So that must be fine. Right? No, it's not like, that's not how consent works. I'm sure there's plenty of HR people who'd be better than that, but it's just in that. They don't have the skill set to deal with it. They have no idea what we deal with on set. And you have to be in this industry and around different people to really understand that sort of thing and be able to like be a judge of it. Well, and this is the land of misfit toys. Yes. So it's like some things that would never fly in a quote professional environment or even a professional production fly in porn. And some of it's okay. Some of it is definitely not. Mm-hmm. Well, and it depends on the set. True. You know, like gamma right now. Very professional. They're they're just they're lovely to work for. I can't say enough great things about Gamma. I know some people have beef with them for whatever reason, but they fully supported and funded my idea for Between the Sheets. They are wonderful to us uh, on the Anatomic crew. We you know we just shoot for all of their lines and everything, and they take such good care of their crew and performers in a way that I had never experienced in this industry prior to starting to work for them. So, yay, Gamma. I mean, Gamma is the first crew I was ever on where, like, there was a consent list on the 2257 paperwork. Like, yeah. First one. First yeah. one I ever saw. I'm like, what the? F- I mean, this is cool, but what the? Huh? Yeah. It's And they have somebody check up on you. The, yeah. After you shoot, you'll get an email from their, basically their HR department Saying, hey, how was set? Did anything happen? Letting people just say what they need to say. And nobody else does that. And that's wild to me. It's great that they're doing it. But of all of the companies out there, they seem to be the only ones really being careful about consent. And I'm sure it comes from the scandals that they've had over the couple past years where they implemented these things. But if anything, it should have showed other companies, oh, 
we could have these same sorts of scandals and it could be just as bad. Maybe we should follow suit and have consent checklists and people to follow up and actually institute things so that performers feel safe on our set. I started seeing it on the Mind Geek crew. I was on like full on consent, like entrance interviews Mm -hmm. and then full on like exit interviews. Like they have a talent coordinator whose whole job is to make sure the talent is cool with everything that's going on. Like that's their only job on set. I also think talent liaisons like that are, they're tricky because I imagine, because I haven't had a talent liaison on set with me yet, but I feel like as a performer, you know, in the back of your head, like they're still on the crew. Yes, that's their whole job. But if you have an issue with something, particularly if you're a new girl, not so much now as like someone who's been around a while. I know I can speak my mind with those sorts of people, but when you're new and naive, you have no idea who is okay to tell the truth to and who is not. Because I'm pretty sure I told the truth to a few PAs who I thought would be helpful and actually ended up hurting my relationships with some directors. And it's it's just, it's it's tricky. It, it, it is. It, need, they, it needs to exist. But it I, also needs to be done in a way that makes girls feel comfortable. And I guess the way to do that would be orientations with agents when they first sign them at 18 well, years old. And another way to do it is how Hollywood handles intimacy coordinators they're a third party that's hired from an outside agency to come in and handle that sort of stuff for, you know, simulated sex for mainstream productions. Mm. They, they hire an outside agency. Like you're in coordinator. They aren't part of the crew. They are right. So they have no loyalty to the crew, right? There's just not enough people in the porn world to do that. Well, and is there the budget to actually do that? Exactly. Is, there's barely a budget to pay performers their rates. There's no way there's a budget to hire. Also, hiring out someone that's different. If you're in the porn industry, you know the rates, whatever. If you're hiring out, usually they're going to charge premium rates for that sort of thing. Especially well, I, with how consent is right now. Here's here here I go giving away good ideas on the air for free. I mean, someone in the industry really could go form an agency like, hey, we'll be your talent coordinators. Yeah, but then you run into the problem of them playing favorites. Like you were saying, if they're anybody that is actually adjacent to the industry, some people are going to know them. They're going to go, oh, well, they played favorites here. They played favorites there. And but that's going to happen eventually if they're in the industry long enough. If you As that agency. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you pull a civilian in yeah. and be like, welcome to Porn 101. Your job is to make sure that these people are not being taken advantage of. Eventually, if they stay on the job for any length of time. They're going to be friends with people. Right. Yeah. There's no great way to do it. I wish there were simple answers to these complicated solutions, but such is life. Exactly. It wouldn't be any fun if it was too easy. Come on. That's true. Maybe not fun. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't make us think. It's true. As hard. Which but would be simpler. It would be. But not but now fulfilling. I'm going to go out and make an agency and pitch myself to Gamma and MindGeek and just. You might be onto something. I'm so not following through. That steal that idea, people. Like, <laughs> I don't have. Could enough. you imagine having to deal with like the emotional labor of that? That would be awful. Yeah, I have enough friends who are performers where I basically get to do that for free. Yeah, I could. I could not imagine doing it professionally. Like, professionally and like having to be like on set and arguing with some of these directors because you know the performer confided to me like I'm not comfortable with you know double anal today. Mm-hmm. I did not sign well, up for this. Well, that's what we booked. Well, that's the thing. Sometimes the director's like, that's what we booked her for. And the thing is, sometimes that is what they tell the agents. And then the agents don't tell the girl the full information. Yep. It's just a whole circle, triangle, clusterfuck of bad information. 
I mean, if we were to standardize things, it honestly should be go out in writing. This is an offer sheet. Mm -hmm. An agent should go receive that offer sheet and then consult with their client. This is the offer sheet I have received from this company. It's going to be this crew, this rate. This is going to be your potential scene partners. Here's the script. Here's the script. Anything that you're not comfy with in it. I have never received a script before I've shown up on set in my life. I only receive scripts before the day of when it's like a full feature where I need to know a lot of lines. Oh, I've shown up for full features where I didn't get the script or or I got the script before and it was completely changed when I showed up on set. That's wild. My, my favorite, I'm not going to call out anyone in particular, but I showed up for, it was just a scene, but, and I was doing a non-sexual, of course, I was playing someone's father. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole like theme of it. And when I got on set, they realized the shoot house didn't have a tennis court. So they had to Mm. wildly change the whole fucking scene around that. Yeah. Well, that's the problem is a lot of these writers will, they like the writers will write something that they think is brilliant. And then the company or the directors in charge of getting the shoot house, except they don't have the script yet because it hasn't been written. The entire way the industry works is so backwards. Everything is done at the last minute. I feel like the industry needs to have its own moratorium, or at least when moratoriums happen, like right now. Yeah. While there's a moratorium, all of these companies need to be churning out scripts and saying, okay, we want this to be shot on this day. Let's make sure there's a location for our crew to do that. Because that happens all the time when I'm assisting on the gamma sets is the writers or the writers know that, okay, there's an office, there's a master bedroom, there's whatever. And they'll write the scripts based on that, but they have never been to the locations, nor are they really paying attention to the edited product because who cares? They're they're turning out another script at that point. Right. And they are doing hundreds and hundreds of scripts. So I totally get it. They're going to one run out of ideas, but two being constricted to an actual physical place can probably constrict your creativity a lot, but it's so frustrating as a crew to try to rewrite something on the spot because of a location issue. But it happens all the fucking time. Like almost every day. Yeah. Like I, I went through and I memorized my lines. I'm like, nope, those are all out the fucking window. Mm-hmm. I am not that good of an actor. I, when I started in porn, like literally the first week of porn, I was 18 going on 19. I was with Motley Models. And before I'd even flown out to LA, I asked Dave, I was like, Hey, what are the scenarios going to be? I don't want to do anything degrading. Who are my scene part? And he, he didn't have any answers for me. And I just was getting worried and more worried and more worried. And I quickly figured out, oh, you don't get any information until the day before. And I was not very chill with it the first week. And honestly, nor should, nor should you. Yeah, no, I shouldn't because I wanted to know what I was doing before I got there. Who's going to be inside me? Who? Yeah. And the fact that that, please. (laughs) (laughs) And the fact that it's not common practice, especially for new girls to make sure they have that information ahead of time is pretty pretty problematic immoral i i dare to say and things need to change they're working we're working on it we're getting there we're getting there little by little i do see a good future in the porn industry for new girls much better than much better than the one i entered into when i was so young but we have a ways to go hopefully that's assuming that the industry doesn't get pushed back underground 
That's true. I also feel like there's so many people my age who are very sexually liberated and just progressive in general. I mean, that's the whole thing, right? The young generation is always very pro-sex, pro-LGBT, pro-whatever. So I feel like as the older generation in government dies out and we start coming in, like I saw uh, one of the people uh, running uh, in the recall Newsom election is 29 years old and has some great policies and ideas that he wants to implement. And we were like, hmm, maybe we should like look into him more because that's what we need is more young people. So I have a hard time believing it's going to get pushed underground. It's been around forever. People were drawing naked people having sex on cave walls. But it was underground 25 years, 30 years ago. Yeah, but we also didn't have the internet where we could connect with people all over the world that are demanding porn that are. Oh, it's going to still get created. Don't get me wrong. Is it going to get created in weird warehouses in Chatsworth with running from the police if they show up? Maybe. That's already what's happening. Well, I know, but it could get worse. See, and that's the thing that I don't imagine. I can't imagine it getting worse because we are moving to a place where girls are on their own platforms doing stuff from their houses. But there's cases in Central Florida a couple years ago of girls getting popped for cam. Right. Camming. If California outlawed it. California can't outlaw porn because of a state Supreme Court ruling from 1981. And that's the thing. So as long as it's happening in California, I feel like it won't get run underground that much because. But they can do other things if they really wanted to. If they really wanted to, they could do like, okay, uh, we're going to bust you for OSHA violations, permit violations, shit like that. I know someone personally who got charged like 80,000 for condom violations from Cal OSHA. Yeah. Well, and that, but that's the other thing, too. That is also through studio. Was it studio or was it like an independent creator? Studio at the time. Okay. Yeah. So it's a studio. So they're like an actual company. But if you're talking about girls diddling themselves in their living rooms, what if there's no fluid contact? What are they going to get them? Cal- What's Cal OSHA going to come for for that? I don't know what the film permitting laws is. Like if you're filming something independently on your own, if you're YouTube creating, you technically have to file for a film permit. That Yeah, that's the thing. If you film anything in LA, you need a film permit. That's not happening. There's so many people but if on YouTube, TikTok. If they're specifically targeting the industry, it could. That's true. That is true. The other thing, though, the reason that the LAPD will show up on shoot locations is because they know where the locations are because they're hot or because... Uh, if for anyone listening, hot means that they've been busted before as a porn location. Or if there's a bunch of cars outside middle of the day, they keep getting calls from neighbors saying there's a lot of cars on the street, then they can kind of narrow down and figure out what house it is. But again, if you're a girl in the middle of your living room, use a VPN, how are they going to find you? I mean, I unfortunately... I'm sure there's ways. Sometimes people do dumb shit like... I know a performer who, like, when she first moved to L.A., was, like, shooting her neighborhood. And I'm like, I know exactly where you live now. Fuck. Oh, that's... Like, good. you live across the street from, like, a pretty, you know, prominent landmark in K-Town. I, like, mm. I didn't know her well at the time. And I'm like, I don't want to come across as a creep here. Yeah. Can someone slide into this girl's DMs for me and let her know, like, yo, it's yeah. real super easy to figure out where you live. Yeah. Yeah, that's different. But also, again... You know what neighborhood she lives in? Oh no, no, I was able to figure out what building it was. Uh, oh, yeah, that's not that's not good. 
But to be fair, I was a private investigator for a couple of years. So like, oh, so you pay attention to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like it was literally like, oh, she posted out her window and like specific landmark was across the street. I'm like, from that angle, that means she's on this side of the. Mm. But if yeah. I could do it from just one Instagram video. Right. There's a hundred other there's creeps. There's so that, many dudes who are super stocky. Right. Yeah. No, no, thanks. And I'm like, someone needs to tell this girl. It's <laughs> like. Yeah, cut that mm-hmm. shit out. Mm-hmm. And I, and it's one of those things where like, if I had something to do with like, yo, I know where you live. Stop that shit. It would come across so fucking creepy. I'm like, I need someone with a uterus to tell this woman, <laughs> cut this shit out. Like, I don't want to see anyone get harmed because you posted a dumb YouTube video. It's crazy to me. The publicness that's not a word i don't think but the public it is now it is now that's the beauty of language it's always in flux it's always that's it's liquid true you know what's crazy when i was in fifth grade we never got to any stories this is a story when i was in fifth grade i had a teacher who was so crazy about grammar and anytime we would say hopefully it rains tomorrow he would lecture us on the use of hopefully that you can't use it at the beginning of a word like that it'd have to be like he said hopefully you can't just use it and i i remember being in fifth grade and being like well actually that's something we say colloquially so technically it is valid (laughs) and he got so angry at that but yeah it's a word just because we're fucking saying it language evolves and go is in the fucking dictionary Homer Simpson's dope is in the fucking dictionary. Mm-hmm. Shit's like, you know, shit's fluid. It's not like every monkey that started making noises out of their mouth started off with English. It's true. It's all made up. Every last all bit of made it. Up. Isn't that crazy to think how we can communicate with each other because we made up a language that we can all understand and also that babies pick up on it naturally. How? Soft brands. I don't know. It's crazy i think babies know did you ever watch baby geniuses it's that I, movie where they dubbed voices over alec baldwin it's in there right Ooh. no that's boss baby that's boss baby yeah that's. no it's like a i think it's from the 90s no look who's talking is the 90s boss baby's got to be too- no not, ba- not oh, no, boss I mean, baby baby geniuses baby Gen- like i swear that's early 2000s that you might be right the one where they filmed it at circus circus in vegas we have imdb for such things yes like i'm my own yeah, you know, I think you're right. I think you're like I guess a one. That's my guess. We're finding out, folks. Yes, that's the little one. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. I said nineties. Oh, well, sorry. Oh, there's Baby oh. Genius, and there's Baby Geniuses oh, too. There's Baby Genius, the TV series in 01. No, uh, the movie, the original movie. <laughs> Super Babies, Baby Geniuses two is 04. It said ninety nine, and then gave yeah. me a bunch of other garbage. Yeah. There's also. Baby Geniuses and the Space Baby in 2015 direct video. Oh, my. I might need to check that one out. But Space Baby, Baby. They talk about how, like, babies know the secrets to the universe. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that is absolutely correct. And then they learn language and forget it all. Have you ever seen, like, really, like, hung out with a baby? No. They're scary. Well, yeah, that's why I don't do it. Yeah. But that's, the th- I'm like, they just know everything. And that's why they're so amazed at the world. They just, like, plopped in, you know, their souls plopped into this flesh pocket and they're like, what is going on here? I can't talk. I can't tell anyone what I need. I don't like this. Well, then I finally figured out how to tell people what they need like 
physically in their human flesh pocket, they've already forgotten about whatever it is that they knew about the universe and so, they can't possibly put it into words. Cause also have you, you trip. I'm sh- I feel like you seem like the kind of guy that might go on a trip or two. There's mushrooms in the next room. Yeah, exactly. You can't put into words Allegedly experiences officer. that you have when you're tripping. I try. You, I try real you hard. You try real hard, but you can't. I think babies are tripping all the time. I want to be a baby again then. Mm-hmm. It'd be cheap. Mm-hmm. Plus, I wouldn't have to wipe my own ass. <laughs> but you'd have to sit in it. I don't know about that trade-off. I mean, some people are into that. I'm not. Some but. people are into that. Messy diapers. I've done a few diaper things. Not messy diapers. Can't do that. Not too much. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Sorry, I made you think about it. Nope. I have a bidet. I want my asshole shiny. I really need to get a bidet. You should. I don't know. There's something about having water. I don't know. It just doesn't sound pleasant. I've tried it. It's not that pleasant for me. I like having my asshole water picked. Sh- sure. That's valid. I prefer to keep my water pick in my teeth, but whatever you use it for, man. My it's my toilet water pick. It's not the one I use on my mouth. It's not like I'm. You should. You had to clarify. Right. You know, like I'm not like, just like sticking my face in the toilet, turning the bidet on. Like. <laughs> uh, I feel like somebody out there must do that in an effort to save money. I bet somebody's done. I mean, that should be content for somebody. Honestly. Ooh, I know someone who will do that. I'm, I know someone too. Yeah, we'll have to both pitch it to them at the same time. All right. We'll see who runs with it first. Oh, we got to place bets. I don't know what the bets will be, but we'll figure it out. We'll we'll figure it out. Charlotte, I'm going to text you. Casey. I'll I'll see you Thursday. I'll tell you on Thursday. I'm I'm, going to text Charlotte. The minute we were off air, I'll be like, Charlotte. I guess I have to text Casey. Oh, it's a race. I don't even have my, I don't even have my phone in my hand. You're already fucking. (laughs) I'm like, they, they text me a lot. So I was like, maybe, maybe old, but yeah, that wouldn't be fair. If I gave Casey a head start since you don't have your phone on you. Oh, look at you being a, you know, a good sportsman. Yeah. Or a sports person. It's 2022. You can call me a sportsman. I hate that shit. I'm so over <laughs> the, the, call them a mailman. Well, it's a male woman. Postal carrier is what they prefer. Okay. Well, I guess that is slightly more political. Or what is it they called? Uh, um, What are, what are trash men called now? The garbage man called, uh, like a janitorial engineer or well, no, something is what Custodial they engineer is the janitor. Custodial yeah. engineer. Uh, the, your trash person is a you know, garbage collector or... I think garbage collector is... I a, mean, I understand. Like, There's a certain connotation of like garbage man. Like you're, like you're calling the man garbage. But uh, I understand the need for some political correctness. I think we get like unnecessarily into labels. Well, I I wholeheartedly agree. I I espouse this all the time. It's intent. Like Yeah. Am I maliciously being like garbage man like cuz you can't do the job, chick? Yeah. Or am I just being like that's the garbage man cuz Right. And I don't think many people are like you're a garbage man, you know? Yeah. But it's, you know, the few who use it as a derogatory term that ruin it for the rest of us. And now the rest of us have to, like, try to be PC and say garbage collector. And that's the thing about language is it's always going to evolve. I had this conversation recently. I'm going to preface this with saying my brother is autistic. I am very uncomfortable with the use of the word retard. But <clears throat> I had this conversation with somebody 
Because anytime say, people would say something like, that's retarded, it would really affect me because that's how my brother was and and growing up with him was really difficult. And then I realized, okay, now, you know, people are naming it by the disorder. So, um, he had, you know, he has autism. And now I'm seeing people say things like, that's autistic. That's what, you know, it's the same way we, we say idiot. But that used to be what mental retardation was called. People were idiots if they were incapable of functioning on their own as a human adult. So it doesn't matter what we say. It's going to, it's just going to evolve and we're going to keep using the same, some people we're going to keep using the new words as insults while everyone else is trying to use them as the proper term to say, <clears throat> excuse me, that doesn't change the people that are saying bad things. So you can be as politically correct as you want. People are still going to misuse it. 100%. They're, they're going to tear people down for being different. Mm -hmm. If that difference is diminished capacity, sexual orientation, race, whatever, they're going to find a way to tear someone down for being different. It's right. So unfortunately, the monkey tribalism part of our brain. And, and that's the thing. I think a lot of people just completely ignore our lizard brains and think we can just like, oh, be this higher. I'm like, we, we, we're still animals. You need to remember we're still animals. I don't love the use of the word retard, but I'm like, I don't need people to say like he has autism rather than he's autistic. Like it, they're, they're just going to use it the same way and it's just going to keep evolving. And then the word retard is going to become like the word idiot where it's not really a big deal to say, but it was a big deal to say at one point. I had a thought. I lost it. I must be. You crazy. idiot. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Your whole fan base is like. I can't believe we just called her an idiot. <laughs> fucking canceled, Matt. You're fucking canceled. Uh, I, I can be an idiot sometimes, and that's fine. Well, cheers to that. Can't we all? Yeah. I, and that's probably the dumbest thing I've ever said on air is calling you an idiot. So I'm so done. I'm but, so done. You know, and I and I, I have to preface things with like that by saying my brother has autism. We deal, dealt with that a lot. And it's crazy that I even need to justify it. So people will understand and not cancel me for saying something like, if we say something is retarded, it's not that big of a deal. And the only reason it's not a big deal is because we're just going to keep replacing the word to mean the same thing. So there's no point in trying to change the word because when we try to change the word and stop people from saying things, we end up in an Orwellian dystopia where we can't speak. I agree. We're, we're, we're kind of, we've been there for a minute. It's we not have, as we intense, have but intent it's problematic. Your intentions are what fucking matter. Mm-hmm. You know, do you have malicious intent with what you're fucking saying? Yes or no? Like, that. that's the important part. We have, lost, as a society, lost that nuance. They're just like, oh, you said that word. That word's a no-no. There's very few people who understand nuance. And I'm guilty of it myself. I grew up in a very black and white viewing household. And it's taken years of therapy for me to start to be like, oh, it's not that simple. It's more complicated. All of these things are more complicated. And we love compartmentalizing so many things in society and labeling things that things become very, very black and white. And especially with our entertainment, entertainment, very black and white, because you see everything play out. So you know who every like what everyone's intentions are. I mean, not all the time. Some series are more mysterious and help you like let you figure it out. But we watch these people that we connect with have a very black and white life. And I don't think that that is helping people remember that there's nuance in real life. So many of my young friends act like their lives are TV series and it is. And that's the way it's been for as long as there's been 
popular media like TV and movies, mm-hmm. so many like antiquated and shitty opinions when it came to sex in my youth came from knowingly or not from fucking movies and television. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to think of a good example off the top of my head because I was about to say the Barney Stinson hot to crazy ratio, but I still actually stand by that one. That one, I you know, <laughs> it's I, I get why people are angry about it, but it's it's pretty it's pretty accurate. Right. You can't like I I don't have a good argument against that one. I know it's the one that popped in my head. Like that's but nope, that still holds up. That, mm-hmm. that, that there's definitely. I think, and the reason it holds up, I think, is because it probably has more to do with the treatment that those women received in their, you know, developing years, where, depending on how hot you were, people are going to treat you different. They're going to favor you or disfavor you. I don't That's probably not a word. It's a word now. It is now. It's and, on the internet. <laughs> and when, like, really hot girls are treated a certain way, like they're going to act more crazy. And then they, you know, as they keep having those experiences, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So they'll just keep having those experiences and then be more crazy. So like the hot to crazy ratio makes sense on upbringing alone and social socializing interaction with partners before they got to you. Like Mm -hmm. everyone's bringing the baggage of their past relationships to this relationship. Yeah. Good or bad. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's not really a sexist thing that like, you know, it wasn't I think it was kind of a joke when it came out at first. Well, it was still I joke. mean, it was I mean, it was definitely on a sitcom and it was definitely like the most misogynist character on the show making the joke. Yeah, but it also like he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. There sorry audience, I may have told this story on air, but like there was definitely a performer who like I was hanging out with at one point who I thought was stunning. Just stunning. And this is old school enough where it's like, I watched her scenes before I was in the industry and like, oh my God, I'm hanging out with her and she's awesome. And like, all of a sudden, like just some crazy came out of her mouth and I'm just like, oh no, (laughs) oh no. See, and there's different kinds of crazy too. Are you crazy, crazy or are you neurotic? This was conspiracy theory like stuff. And it was just like, okay, Mm, I have some ideas about that. I've heard I've heard a few conspiracy theories come out of some performers' mouths. Yeah, this is like if I mention which conspiracy theory it is, it will possibly give it away right away. So I'll I'll, I'll mention it off air. I have no, off air. I, I have no shame in it, but like it also, I believe me making jokes about it at one point like soured our friendship because I mm-hmm. definitely ran into her in ABN and like got the cold shoulder, and I oh sad. I thought I was. I thought my ego. I'm like, oh, she's on drugs. Man, drugs fucked her up. Oh, like, oh, no, she was just angry at me because I was making jokes about her beliefs. Yeah. Moops. I mean, it happens. And it's just how you figure out who your people aren't. Yeah. No, oh, I, I was zero shame in it I mean, it's just because that was crazy. Yeah. I, I had a there's a performer that I've done a few scenes with that I really enjoyed. And the couple of times that we hung out after went on some conspiracy theory things. And I'm very like, I'm so gullible. You know, the, the joke, be like, oh, Goebbels written on the ceiling. And I'm like, what? And like, I, I, I'm i the kind, yes, I would look. <laughs> I'm, I was that kid. And I try to be better as an adult, but I don't do very well. And she said something that really freaked me out. I was having like panic attacks about it. It was not a good time. 
And then my fiance was like, let's Google it. And I was like, wow. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, what if the government is just putting that on the internet to fuck with us so that we don't know the truth? So I understand the conspiracy theory minds. I think it's just like anxiety that is concentrated in a very specific kind of worry. Uh, well, I've I've heard somewhere like the people that generally adapt conspiracy theories are people that feel that they have no agency over their own lives. And it's a way for them to take more agency on their life. Yeah, it makes sense. See, my ass is like, oh, even if that shit's real, it's above my pay grade. I am literally not doing shit about it. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Like, mm. if all that shit's real, like, I'm not going out in the streets to fucking do shit about it. Why am I going to lose sleep over it? Like, yeah, the fucking elites are doing what they're thing. And like, if I can't have make any of even a drop in that pond why the fuck am i gonna lose sleep over it yeah i would have i i don't know i don't understand the people who will like talk about it endlessly like there's there's one there's another performer that will talk about conspiracy theories all day long and i love the guy but man it the fact that you can't have an actual conversation with some of those people is what really bothers me because I want to be able to talk about it in an intellectual way and talk about, well, what if this did happen? What if it's not, you know, how would they have gone about this? But they don't, they can't have those kinds of conversations. Usually they just believe it. It's like we're talking to a religious person. They right. can't it actually explain the, it, it. It is their religion. It won't like mm -hmm. people who believe in Q It is their fucking religion. Mm -hmm. And you can't argue. You can't bring facts to a faith argument. no, I tried for many years with my Catholic parents. I'm sorry. It didn't work. I, I'm super sorry. I'm glad you've realized the folly of your ways. Yeah. Well, their ways. I never really, I mean, there was like a moment where I believed in it, but it was a moment. Well, no, no. The folly of trying to convince. Oh, yes. Yeah. They, like, no, people, I'm all about people in being entitled to their beliefs if they don't harm anyone else with them. But that's the thing. I think a lot of religious people do harm other people. Oh, I don't them. disagree. I don't. Particularly their children. Because we talk about, well, you know, it's fine if they're Catholic and super conservative and wh whatever it is that they believe, as long as they're not hurting anybody. But they don't think about the psychological harm they do to their own children. Just when it comes to things like guilt and shame surrounding sex. I'm like, that is the most natural human desire on the planet. We all got here through raw dogging. Dude. We all got here through raw dogging. And it's crazy that our parents are like, that is the devil's. You did it. Who cares if you were married? That's a piece of paper. Right. And we made that up. That wasn't something that existed. I mean, we made up all of it. And everything aside from needing food, sleeping, pooping, yeah, eating, sleeping, pooping, maybe like having some water. I mean, that, that's it. That's all that existed. Sex, sex. We, and we, sex and sex. That's all that existed. We made up everything else. Every last bit of it. Every last fucking bit of it. I never really considered the children of religious folks like the victims. Because mm -hmm. I don't think about children i think of, like i am never planning to breed so i just don't think about like <laughs> oh how does this affect the next generation part of the reason i never want to breed is because i don't know what values to instill in the next generation i can understand that worry i have mixed feelings often i'm i'm engaged as i have told you and we plan to have kids in a few years we're also considering speeding up our timeline and i am 
very confused about exactly what I'm supposed to instill in the, or like just the morality of having kids because, you know, the earth is ending because of global warming, apparently. <clears throat> I have a also mixed feelings. I'm very like middle of the road. I constantly feel like I'm going to get canceled as a liberal because I'm not liberal enough, but I'm also very not conservative like my parents. I'm just very middle of the road. There's a well, lot of nuance. Th- there's a lot of nuance though, which every side and fucking misses. And Part of the fucking problem with the left versus the right is we'll cannibalize ourselves so quickly versus the right's is like unified front. Yeah. That's the reason the right gets shit done still mm-hmm. is because they'll present a unified front. Like, And the liberals are all bickering about who's woke enough. Right. Who's woke enough or like, oh, oh, you, you, you said that word. And they're just busy like being keyboard warriors on Twitter. Go do something about it if you're that upset. People ain't about doing shit. If They're really not all the people that were screaming for Bernie Sanders to be fucking president and actually done shit, Bernie would be in the fucking white house right now. Yep. I just want old white men out of the white house in general. I'm like, Bernie, I, I liked Bernie. I was never like Bernie. I was like, never like that for any of the candidates to be quite frank. Oh yeah. It was all, this whole election cycle was all, uh, lesser of evils. I feel like that's been the elections for the past, like, maybe four or five elections. Oh, I was excited about Obama in 08. See, I was too young. But based on my parents, you know, they're conservative, so you can guess what where they were. It was, so my experience of that was, like, neither are – because it was – my dad, I remember he he said, oh, I don't want to vote for – it was not – who was he running against? It wasn't – It was Romney, wasn't it? Yes. Wait. No, I thought Romney was the second, Was it McCain? It was McCain. I think it was McCain. Yeah, because I was, I was pretty sure Romney ran against Bush for a second term. No, no, no Romney's a Republican. Uh, oh. It was Kerry uh, who ran against Bush. Kerry. I went to the, like, a, a debate. Not a debate between them. There was some debate on, it was a baseball stadium. It was up on the big screen. I went with my dad. He brought me and my friend. It was very weird that he brought us to this thing. Uh but I remember being in a baseball stadium and then Bush walks out and everyone was so excited. And the baseball stadium was like packed with people to watch this debate. I remember it was Carrie. That was what I was trying to get at. Anyway, it doesn't matter who it was, whatever it was. I just remember the way my dad talking to me like, my vote for this person is a vote against Obama. My vote for Trump is a vote against Hillary. Like just a lesser of two evils sort of mindset. But yeah, I was too young to actually remember anything about Obama. Well, yeah. I've, oh, Obama in 08 was the first presidential election I actually bothered to vote in. Mm-hmm. I was hyped. Like I was 12. I'm old. <laughs> fucking old. I've been in this industry over a fucking decade. I, I'm fucking old. I remember like filling out a map. Like the election was so exciting because it was like the first one that we were old enough to kind of understand what was happening. And I remember a map that we had to fill out with like the electoral votes and everything and it being very confusing to me because I was like, we, someone's going to win and just not understanding how the electoral college works at all. They didn't really touch on that. They were just like, this is how it is. Yeah. Um, I didn't, didn't really do a piss poor job of explaining that in schools. I think that's on I, purpose. I agree. I agree. To show my fucking age here, the first one I re- really remember them like getting all hyped about was Bush Senior and Dukakis. I don't even know the name Dukakis. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was eighty eight. Wow, I was seven. So yeah, I'm old. 
I'm going to die soon, possibly on air right now. Don't do that. I really don't want to deal with having, you know, like to explain just leave. To them that I didn't. Just leave. Mm. Just hit delete on the recording and leave. <laughs> See that? Like, I don't know. You got backup. Something could be live streaming. I have no idea. I do not need to be pinned for murder. If you just drop dead right well, now. Well, then don't delete it because it won't be murder. That's true. Yeah, I, they, they'll literally see on the Y that you just dropped dead. I was sitting here. I'll show. I'll show that to them. So I shouldn't leave. I should call the police. Yeah, I'd be like, uh, I'd be like, here's the video. Matt dropped dead. I definitely dead. didn't poison his drink. Right. He ate three pork chops and then fucking drank a <laughs> bunch of whiskey and just fell over dead. I don't know why. It couldn't be his lifestyle or anything. <laughs> but yeah, they don't. They don't teach shit they in school don't. about like how the election works. They don't teach you anything in school about how anything in life works. It's. School is literally a training camp for how you should live your life working Monday through Friday, nine to five, or in, in school's case, like 730 to three and sit, sitting, doing your work, going home, doing more work, going to sleep, waking up, doing it all again the next well, day. And the thing about it is like, in what world is homework acceptable? Like, motherfucker, this is my time. You had your time. This is my time. But that's the thing. Like, a lot of employers expect their employees to take their homework with them if they haven't finished it. Yeah, and fuck that shit, too. Yeah, no, capitalism sucks. I mean, I have... I've also never worked a job in my life where I was expected to do shit at home. Mm. Well, let me I rephrase. Think anything you work on commissions can be... Well, that's my whole life right now, but... Oh, okay. Well, I'm a, we I'm different a, experiences of I'm that. a freelancer, so, like, everything I do is from home now, but... Right, but that's the thing. It's not like you... I'm sure you work more than 40 hours a week because you work from home. Oh, 100%. So like, you're, it's you're, it's you're, Tuesday. I'm at, like, 20... Counting this podcast as work, as much mm-hmm. as... I mean, this still work. I'm at, like, 28 hours for the week already, starting exactly. yesterday. So, the thing is, like, you're, like whether or not you feel like you have a boss, your LLC, assuming you have one, the head of your LLC is you, you have a boss expects you to put in so much work that you are already at, at 20 at 28 hours because of the way that we've been trained to work and work and work and work and work. And you're not, you haven't given yourself your time for the week yet. Nope. Nope. But that's also part of the reason I do this is because like, Oh, Hey, I'm not punching a clock for somebody else that I fucking hate doing. I've done that a long. Oh, absolutely. I love working for myself. It's the best thing I've ever done for myself. It's crazy to me that people don't do it more often. I get it. It's scary. feels very unstable, especially when you start, but so worth it. Even after a few years sometimes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I was completely financially unstable in this industry for like my first five years in my career. And then I figured out, because I just kind of always wanted to be the the famous hot chick, you know, like a, a Kristen Scott who just found her escalator. I'm sorry, they, they identify as they now, but when Kristen started in this industry, identified as she just found her escalator and went with it, just got super famous, not overnight, but didn't have to do a lot to make the money that they wanted to make. But there's a lot of performers, and I think the majority of performers who come in, they find some success. There's companies that'll hire them. They have their own fan base. But we have to work our asses off to actually make an income here. Like, we have to be so active on every single platform. I have, I counted like a couple of months ago, I have like 13 different streams of revenue. And that's the only way that I'm able to actually have a comfortable life now. That wasn't the case when I started. Well, and how when you started, I'm sure some of those revenue streams didn't even exist yet. That's that's correct. But I 
I tell anyone who wants to get in the industry, because like, I, I get civilian friends every once in a while, like, oh, life's hard. I want to get in porn. I'm like, you you need to think about this real long and hard. Honestly, it's so much harder than any other job I've ever done. Well, and In order to act, make actual money, anyway. There's that. There's that. And some people don't consider the social stigmas that come with it, how lonely it is for a lot of performers. Yeah. And, like, I do everything in my power to try to dissuade any friend of mine who tries to get in this industry, even though I still work in this fucking industry, I love being a part of this industry. I try to be like, you don't want to do this. Yeah. Like here is all, all the bad I can think of. Mm -hmm. If you still want to do it after you hear all the bad and you've slept on it, I'll possibly help you. But right. I'm like, I'll give you the basics, but I don't, I'm not going to introduce you to an agent because I love you too much. If you really want it, you got to figure it out because, Right. Well, one, I don't want to put my name on the line for anything. Oh, fuck Usually. no. Fuck no. <laughs> um, that was a mistake that I made coming into this industry with my ex. But luckily, that turned out fine. He's a great performer. But shouldn't have stuck my neck out for him as much as I did. But other people, I, I'll, I'll be like, here's, here's what you do. You need to Google these terms. Here's who to avoid. Go forth. Well, uh, I would tell someone like, Film some of your own content because if you're not willing to be your own production house at this point, don't get in. Yeah. The gone are the days of being a vivid or a wicked contract star mm -hmm. or purely surviving on set work. Like you better be ready. Right. Like that was what I was trying to do because I was under the impression that was still able, like people were able to still do that. You were only able to do that if you were a top 50 girl. Maybe. When I got it, I got it in 2014. Okay. Yeah. In 14. Yeah. 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 Still yeah, yeah. Uh, there were plenty of girls that were able to survive off of set work alone, but it was around, I don't know, 2018, 2019, where there like a real shift to content happened. And then of course, 2020 hit the quarantine lockdown, everything moved to OnlyFans. It became a household name. So it was really easy for anyone who was already shooting on OnlyFans to just rise that much more. So super grateful for that because I was on that train. Thank God. I'd gotten off the OnlyFans train for a minute because it, when it first launched in 2017, it just wasn't well known. There weren't that many people. I was trying really hard and didn't understand how I could make more money on the platform. Well, at that point, up. it was kind of like in it was the very, same like beta, basically. Well, it was very beta. And it was also in like the same mix of like clips for sale, many vids. Like it was it, like it was viewed that way. It might have been a different platform and like with different options, but. It I, still had like messaging and it was a little bit different. You could still send paid messages, but you couldn't even mass message people. I remember uploading this one scene that I did that I was so proud of to all my 12 subscribers one at a time. And the upload speeds are painfully slow even now, but like in 2017, I swear to God, it took me like an hour to upload a 10 minute video to 12 people. It took me a whole day to just get that video to enough people where they would actually buy it instead of just posting it on the wall for free. Well, for the subscription price of $5. I'm glad they've grown, but now they've grown too much and now it's hurting us. Now they're too big for the britches. Yeah. It is really upsetting how many companies take off because of sex workers and then drop sex workers. And I understand it's not their fault because it's pressure from the credit card and payment processing companies. But they could, but keep, they could keep porn on. They have the budget... And they the step to literally just be like, okay, we're going to use crypto. Do you know how many people would switch to crypto? To they don't have, even have to. MasterCard came out and said, we didn't tell them they have to drop porn. Oh, I didn't hear. Oh, yeah. MasterCard put, released a statement and said, we did not tell no them. No shit. Yeah. MasterCard is putting out 
some fairly draconian requirements for payment processing for I mean, pornography, but it's not a no. And OnlyFans definitely has the budget to apply, you know, comply with them. They just don't want to. You know, I did. Okay, but I saw another thing. There was another bank, and I feel fairly certain it's like a UK-based bank that was flagging payments to all creators from only, you know, Phoenix Internet payments. And I think that was the problem. I hadn't seen the MasterCard thing coming out. That's wild. Good for them. Uh, I wonder what their requirements are for the porn. But I mean, pretty much everyone's requirements for what you can shoot in porn is kind of the same now. But again, that's why you fucking sell it in the dms because uh, they don't monitor those nearly as much i'm trying to find where mastercard responded with like no we didn't tell them they had to ban porn fucking good for them or you know it's a i mean i don't think can be can companies put out statements that are completely false oh 100 they're oh, just okay. a company but at the end of the day mastercard is rolling out a bunch of adult payment processing guidelines that are pretty fucking draconian mm-hmm. that go into effect October 1st. Like what? Ah, shit. Uh, let me find it. Ah, oh, quizzed you. Sorry. I mean, I don't want to... <laughs> this is one I don't want to just, you know... Spout off something right. and have someone be like... Mur, mur, mur. That's the thing. I literally posted a TikTok about this OnlyFans thing happening and I was like, hey, if I get banned from there, you will find me on Ninth Cloud. That is where I'm going. Uh, find me there. And so many people are like, it's okay. OnlyFans isn't banning porn. And I was pretty sure. I'm like, well, I don't think you know what you're talking about. It is really weird, the uh, difference in people saying that OnlyFans is dead and OnlyFans is still fine. I, I found it. Yes. MasterCard announced a new policy directed at adult content to, to take effect October 15th under the new rule. Let's click on the new rule link. I'll accept some cookies. This was released April 14th, 2021. Enhancing requirements for adult content. Wait, preventing- April 14th? Uh-huh. 2021. April 14th, MasterCard put this out. But that was months ago. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, OnlyFans uh, fuck some people on this. Okay. If they knew about this in April. Yeah. Could have given us some more heads up. Yeah. All right. What, what does it say? Well, apparently this went into effect already, but other sites are saying it's going into effect October 15th. This month, we are extending our existing specialty merchant registration requirements. The banks that connect merchants with our network need to certify that the seller of adult content has effective controls in place to monitor, block, and when necessary, take down all illegal content. Uh, Our other updated requirements include documented agent identity verification of all parties depicted and those uploading the content. Okay. Content review process prior to publication. Mm. A complaint resolution process that addresses illegal or non-consensual content within seven business days. Jesus. I, don't, I mean, they could have the infrastructure for that. I'm sure they don't. They definitely could if this was they released could. in April. Yeah. Appeals process that allows any person depicted to request their content be removed. That's great. Yeah. Those are all good things. Yeah. Bravo to MasterCard. That feels fucking dirty. I mean. That feels fucking dirty. It does, but it's also important to like acknowledge when companies do things that aren't directly hurting sex workers. So, good job, Mastercard, on this one. Right, but OnlyFans is using this as their scapegoat. As their scapegoat. Interesting. And Mastercard flat out like, no, we didn't tell them we couldn't. See, I I feel like I'm reading so many different. Like I swear, the one article I read about. OnlyFans changing their policies on October 1st. 
and banning pornography. So so I read this from MasterCard.com, by the way. This is on MasterCard's website. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen anything on any, like, official company websites. But what I read was, oh, as you know, people can post nudity and whatever as long as it follows the company's terms of service. And I read the terms of service and it was all the normal stuff that all the clip stores have of no bestiality, no blood, no Yeah, but they just updated it. And, but that's the thing is I. Did th- you not get the email from them the mm-hmm. following day? No. Oh, a lot Wait, of people, maybe people got. I just haven't checked my freaking email. A lot of people got emails with the updated TOS a day oh. after a day or two after the press release went out. Oh. Which was real wild because people were in OnlyFans support DMs being like, yo, what the fuck's oh, up? Oh, I literally here. We can read it. Oh, I, good. I hadn't opened it because I don't check that email because it's like a spam email for me. Dear OnlyFans creator, this email is to notify you of changes to our acceptable use policy that will go live effective October 1st. The new policy will prohibit the posting of any new content, new content. That's a really good thing. Just keep keep reading. New loophole, a new content containing sexually explicit conduct. Content containing nudity will continue to be allowed as long as it is consistent with the policy. Existing content that does not meet the standards of the new policy will need to be removed before December 1st of 21. Our intention is for the policy to be implemented in accordance with the above dates, but we may need to change one or more of the dates as circumstances may require. Here's a link to the new acceptable use policy. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the new. Let's go to the new policy. Drum roll, please. You'll probably add a drum roll, but you can use mine. No, I'm not going to do that. That'd be cute. I don't know. It'd be cute. Well, I'll send it on to you. You can do it. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to scroll past the normal shit. You guys don't want to hear all of that. That's about making sure everyone is 18. Shows, promotes, advertises, or refers to sexually explicit conduct, which means... Actual or simulated sexual intercourse, including genital, genital, oral, genital, anal, genital, or oral, anal between persons of any sex. Actual or simulated masturbation. Any exhibition of the anus or genitals of any person which is extreme or offensive. Actual or simulated material depicting bodily fluids commonly secreted during sexual conduct. Wow. That's the first, like, that, yeah, because I, I didn't see that email. Cause I shows like, over. Yeah, shows over, literally. Because for the longest time, I was like, what are they going to, you know, in this past week? Because I didn't see that email because the, wow. Yeah, the show's fucking over. They're going to, they're, they're dead. They're dead. They're never going to make money. Yeah. I feel like the owner must be in denial that he's still going to make money from OnlyFans. Well, he's probably one of those, I'm a brilliant CEO. I got this. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure that's oh, what he's going to Can you imagine through. the lifestyle change he had? He was so excited. He finally got his like bougie yacht, whatever. You know, he's like, I'm living the life. They do this. Well, before this, they were uh, they were evaluated for their IPO at like $2.2 billion. That's fucking wild. So who knows what the IPO is going to be worth with no porn on the fucking site. And the thing about it is even dropping all the fucking porn... The site's known for porn. That's yeah. being like, oh, hey, I'm going to Pornhub for fucking kit, you know, cute kitty videos because there's no porn on it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. They're, they literally wanted to be Patreon. Patreon already existed. You filled a niche by being Patreon that allowed fucking. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now you don't allow fucking. That's, God, that's 
fucking wild. So I wonder if you can get away with fucking masturbating and shooting, you know, color correcting the spook to be green or some shit. Like that's not a commonly colored fluid. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Oh no. I'm I'm just here to violate TOS. Like, (laughs) I mean, honestly though, but that's kind of what I'm saying is, wait, I kind of want to read that real close again because of what I said about the DMS. Well, they monitor it. Who knows? But also the thing about it is like, what if I don't identify as a gender? Well, that's why it says of any sex. Right. I don't, I don't I don't identify as a sex. You can't not identify as a sex. You can definitely ident- not identify no, as no, a no, sex. No, you can only identify as a gender. Your sex is what you were born with. Sex is what you're born with. Gender is what you identify as. Says you now. I'm changing language. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong there. See, here's the interesting thing. It says shows promotes advertises or refers to and that's one of those things that i wonder about the dms versus wall i mean but that promotes the dms promote by the letter of the law the dms definitely promote you're supposed to be like you pay me money i will be promoting my ass getting fucked but that's the thing that's literally not how i use my dms i'm just chatting with them and then Although I guess that's the thing. You couldn't even sext with them anymore because it would refer to well, and also simulated things. The big catch-all is the offensive part. Yeah. Who's, Who's the judge of... Exactly. Like, oh, hey, you said you were so hot and you were wet for this dude. That's offensive. Right. It's, a, it's like obscenity laws on steroids. Without the societal norms being the benchmark for obscenity well because the societal norms also very much depend on where you are well yeah but then we can also slowly erode those mm-hmm. you know what we can get away with as obscenity now versus what we could get away with in the say the 60s are wildly different because society's changed this is just offensive well my grandmother would be offended by the word fuck right if she was alive i don't think much is offending her right now <laughs> i don't know that's wild. Yeah. You just turned my world upside down because I was like, it's going to be fine. But uh, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. At least I know that there is a, a backup. You know, there's so many platforms. What's going to happen is the sex worker community is going to choose one. One is going to be definitely better than the others. Yeah. One's going to end up being VHS. One's going to be Betamax. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like I said, I'm placing all my bets on ninth cloud. That's where I'm going. Because of the uh, user interface, I think it's the best that is out right now. So, honestly, fingers crossed that I'm an OG. <laughs> if one of these platforms were fucking smart, they would be sliding into people's fucking DMs and bribing them right now. Be like, yo, come to us. Oh, people already have. People have been emailing me crazy. Are they offering you money, though? I don't know. I didn't read it that well because I was like, I'm going to Ninth Cloud. But that's although, the thing. Although... Uh, the people who run Ninth Cloud are offering an incentive to do that, be an OG over there. So, yeah, kind of. They're they're offering money in like a round, you know, like a referral. Oh, yes. Yeah, fuck that. If I were running one of these sites, I'd be like, yo, what is it going to take for you to fucking pimp our site publicly? Like, Seriously. Yeah. If you invested like $10,000 to do that with all of the because like. With me, you wouldn't need to invest as much as Cherie 
right. bill to get her to join. But could you imagine just take, taking that out, investing it in all of the girls, giving them well, money to just, make uh, at, the platform? In all honesty, if you were doing it right, you wouldn't even have to spend that much money and be like, yo, I will kick you a thousand and a preferential rate for life. Well, that's what, oh no, I don't mean 10,000 per person. I just mean like 10,000 total. Total. Yeah, which should I'm be sure a drop so, in a bucket for a good tech company. Exactly. And so many girls would do it for 100, 200, 250. Someone like Sheree might want a thousand. But still, okay, you spent a thousand dollars on what is the value of the marketing for Sheree Deville? Dude, massive. Right. Massive. Or, you know, how much would it take to convince an Angela White to jump ship? Where did I? I must have trashed it. See, I'm very, I'm very curious now because that is a good idea. I highly doubt they did. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> you're trying to see what your offer letter was? <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no offer. Like you're saying, uh, at, yeah, as you've heard, the OnlyFans is banning adult content. This company, we're committed to being 100% uncensored forever. Like you can't commit to that because no. of payment processors. Like the literal same thing could happen to you. I've also never heard of this company. <clears throat> um, they could definitely be fly by night. They could be the Vero of fucking... Yeah, um, like now that this, now that OnlyFans is no longer in the picture, we are very excited to announce that we're going to be adding content sharing exactly like OnlyFans, except we will be adult friendly forever. You can't promise that. Uh, that's the other thing, like sex workers are so jaded by these companies promising things like that when we know they can't because right. it's not even about them. Well, and if you put, It's about the money. If you put money where your mouth is on that ship, you're like, yo, Allison, we know you are a valuable brand and we want you to be part of the family. What would it take for us to bring you on board? Right. And here's the thing. What would honestly, I think, convince a lot more performers to jump on board is actual contracts, not TOS. Because even when before OnlyFans like went sideways this month, mm-hmm. I've been saying for the last, like the whole course of the pandemic is like, do not put all your eggs in the OnlyFans basket because you are on a TOS. You are not on a contract. Mm-hmm. They can change that at will. Mm-hmm. Even if they didn't the eliminate. Contract, they couldn't. Right. Even if they eliminated, didn't eliminate all pornography, they could be like, you know what? Your cut's changing. And you'd be like, oh, all my eggs are in that fucking basket. Fuck. I guess I'm taking this last cut. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they did say they're like, we'll be also, we will also be offering you multiple incentives and a referral link with benefits for signing up. Cool. Like, cool. Everybody says that. Give right. me an actual number to interest me. Offer me a contract. Mm-hmm. Offer me money. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's not a lot of money, be like, yo, we have to honor this contract. We can't just change that willy nilly. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Allison Ray, one year, this is your split. You'll be allowed to. Pr- Post anything that is legal to post on our site. This is pretty much everything. It is legal to post a lot in a lot of states. Uh, the payment processors don't like them. The payment processors are the one that say that you can't shoot pee and things like that, but totally legal to shoot. Well, whatever, like whatever's legal out. by like the site standards, but still. Right, right. Yeah. Like this is what we prohibit. This is what we allow. You're allowed to shoot it for one year. And we'll give you this preferential split and you have a contract that guarantees that you're allowed to put it up there with this preferential split and a little money to sweeten the pot. Why the fuck wouldn't you do that if you're a worthwhile fucking company? Like, why would you not court top talent? Be like, Because that's what's going to win this war is mm-hmm. the talent that brings their audience. Yep. Because once you got their audience on, they'll, you know. They like variety. Even if they're completely your stand fan, whatever, dudes like variety. Mm-hmm. So they're going to go searching 
for someone else. And that's going to bring you money because they may find another model that doesn't have a preferential split. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Only fans. But this is not, this is why I'm not a CEO of shit. <laughs> they literally lasted less than five years. So did the Confederacy, but <laughs> actually, I feel like OnlyFans may be like more part of American history than the Confederacy at this point. That's going to give me some hate mail. <laughs> uh, probably plenty of hate mail, but. Wave that OnlyFans flag. We're going to start putting up OnlyFans monuments. I saw a thing here. here, And he, and here's the thing. I also feel like, like yes, currently the show is over. However, uh, remember I was saying the thing about a bank that was flagging all of the payments from OnlyFans. Yeah. I saw it from the FSC, the Free Speech Coalition. And there it is. There we go. So they quoted uh, the statement from the OnlyFans founder. We pay over 1 million creators, over 300 million every month, and making sure that these funds get to creators involves using the banking sector. Singling out Bank of NT Mellon as having flagged and rejected every wire connected to the company. So there's this push going on uh, with sex workers that are trying to essentially pressure this NT Mellon bank to allow it. And apparently that's like the whole reason that they're trying to paint. Pull your fucking money. It's just like when we all pulled our money out of Chase years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When Chase is like, oh, we're just shutting down performer accounts. Like, well, off to Wells Fargo we go. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I was always with Wells Fargo. They've never given me any problems. I literally went to open because I was a Chase. Well, I was a Chase customer for a very long time. And I went to open a business account with Chase at one point Mm -hmm. for a production company. And they're like. Oh, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I mentioned it all. Like, the banker who was cool is like, uh, film, right? Film. I'm like, yeah, film. That's a cool banker. Yeah. Good for him. But they didn't have to be. They could have just been like, yeah, thanks for opening the account and closed. Yeah. And, like, I understand that, like, there is higher potential risk with chargebacks and shit like that. I, that, but it's also so small potatoes compared to some of these ginormous companies that I'm sure are getting plenty of chargebacks. Like, to what know, degree? Only, I, I mean, we have it's pretty ginormous. So. We have no real metrics on that. Like, yeah. how much was chargeback on Bella Thorne Day? Dude, I'm sure it was. I feel like Bella Thorne Day was the beginning of the end of OnlyFans. It really was. Really, truly was. And they celebrated it. Who did? OnlyFans. At first, they were definitely celebrating Bella Thorne's accomplishments. Mm. Like, she did two million in one day. No one's ever done that before. Yeah. And it was fucked up because it was under the premise of like, I'm trying to experience what sex workers experience so I can method act for this new thing I'm doing. Did you see the statement from the director? Who's was like, yeah, we talked about that at a lunch. There's no plans to do that project. I did not see that. Oh, yeah. The director came out and said, like, we have nothing in the works. That's wild. Hmm. Bella Thorne. Even, you know, like, you know, they say, like, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Even if she was trying to, like, understand set, you like, what, what, why? Why? Talk to an actual sex worker. Find out if it's a good idea. Put the OnlyFans up 
or on, under a different name. Post a nude. Imagine or, that. Post a nude. Post a nude. Or hell, post it under a different name. Get a stage, get a stage name just for your porn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people might figure it out very quickly that it's Bella Thorne. Yeah. But it won't get the same attraction or immediate TMZ hit from Bella Thorne's o- opens and OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Post a scene. You directed a fucking porn. Star in one. Yeah. If you yeah. want to see how it feels. I finally reached a point in my like OnlyFans where I felt comfortable. Like I was successful. And then here we are. I feel like it's not going to take a lot for people to transfer to a new platform because they're already used to talking. You know, whoever their favorite is, they're going to follow the favorite or favorites. But that's the scary thing is I think we all like we all just need to come to a decision on one and then I think we'll all benefit. But if everyone's getting dispersed to different platforms, we are all going to lose money. I agree. I agree. And this is why one platform should be bribing a lot of fucking people. Yeah. Yeah. Steal that idea, motherfuckers. Go for it. I have other people that I can talk to about this. A little bit of bribery goes a long way. Dude. And they have the budget to do it, too. And that's the thing. As I was saying earlier, it wouldn't take that much money and just be like, here's a preferential split. Mm-hmm. Tell people, tell people that'll sign exclusive contracts with us. That they get preferential splits and do that shit. There's a door. That'd be a roommate. Oh, I had no idea there was another human in this dwelling. Oh, no, it's okay. I was just like, wow, it's a human. (laughs) Human who's talking off mic. Yeah, they're probably very confused. They're like, I can't hear anything. It's true. It's the same. It's very true. That may or may not stay in post. We'll see. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I lived with civilians for like six months. To, in, like, So we wanted to save for the wedding. So we were like, let's downsize. We'll slum it for a bit. We'll rent a room. God, that was the worst decision we've made as a couple. But we grew a lot. It was, go- it was good and bad in different ways. But Jesus fucking Christ, trying to explain to civilians that they cannot close cabinets loudly. And I'm sure it's mostly civilians that listen to this podcast. So, like, you don't understand how sensitive some of these microphones are. And also the hate we will get if there's distracting noises in the background when somebody's trying to jerk off. If you've ever noticed anything that annoyed you and you're trying to jerk off, you can imagine what I'm talking about when I say dudes do not like random noises in the background. When you live with roommates, especially civilians who have never filmed anything a day in their life, they just don't get it. They don't get it. It's the goddamn worst infuriating like the bane of my existence in that house i'm so glad i'm out of there we just got a condo it's a three-bedroom condo it's the biggest place i've ever had i'm gonna have we're gonna have a guest room and an office they're basically set up we just need to like buy a desk we also just bought a bed a fancy bed a sleep number a king size i feel like i'm on top of the world i i recently bought loungewear i saw this tiktok this girl was like i bought loungewear and i never understood it I used to just wear sweats and baggy t-shirts and thought that was fine. And she'd show herself in the back sweats and baggy t-shirts be like, this girl just sat on the couch for eight hours, binge watching Netflix. And then like her bougie loungewear outfit, this girl did yoga this morning and it resonated with me like nothing ever has. And yesterday I put on my loungewear. My fiance went and got me Starbucks in the morning. I did my face mask. I went shopping. I had all of my things laid out and I was starting to get ready for our new bed to get delivered. 
And I was just like, wow, I'm really living my very best trophy wife life right now, except I'm the breadwinner too. So I feel extra fancy. Everybody needs good loungewear, new beds. And I don't remember exact. Oh, and a great new place with more space in it so that you can live your best life. I know everybody can't do that. But if you can, you should. If you're considering a new place, because something bigger than you need, but that you can still afford. I mean, I'm going to try to die in this apartment. I love living where I live. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if you if you love like I, I love this new place. We've only been here for like two months. and I love it. We haven't done anything special to it. I want to decorate so much. So we look like I just feel like we're finally real adults. Maybe you've already reached the real adults. No, age. fuck no. But I've never bought like a couch, like a new couch. I bought used couches from like offer up. Never a new couch. But I'm on my way to buying a new couch in a few months. Oh, I when I moved into this place was the first time in my life I ever bought a new couch. And that is only because my old roommate's couch, I threw my couch out and my old roommate's couch couldn't fit in the door. Oh. so Yeah, you would need a new couch. So we went and went couch shopping. Originally, he was going to buy the couch because he was supposed to provide the couch and he couldn't get approved for financing. So I had to buy the couch. Hmm. But it's my couch now and I've had sex on it. So it's great. Yeah, I had so much sex on our current couch. It, we re- we need a new. I'm sure I don't want to take a black light to it. To be perfectly honest, that's why my couch is leather. Uh, yeah, I just I need like a shooting couch and a living couch because leather couches just aren't comfy for oh, me. Oh, that couch is comfy. Mm. It's one of the ones that like two of the seats actually fully recline too. Oh, see, those are nice. Yeah, those are badass. I really want a sectional. Are, are you aware of the Love Sack brand? Mm. Oh, they're so comfy. In high school, there was this. Um, so I went to an all-girls Catholic high school. Wow, we never got into that, but that's nope. fine. Went to an all-girls Catholic high school. That was interesting. But there was a mall not that far from us that we would all hang out at on our half days we would have on Friday. And they had a Love Sack store there. And I remember we'd just like go in and sit on there because they have like ginormous. You've seen the ginormous beanbag chairs. I'm pretty sure they were like the OG ginormous beanbag chairs people. But they make sectionals because they love sack and it's a sectional. But they just sell individual chairs and sides. So you can have any configuration of couch you could possibly dream of. It's like forts for adults. And you can also build it into a fort. And I kind of want one of those. But they don't come in leather. So mm, fabric is just so absorbent. It really is very absorbent. But we try to put sheets down if we're going to fuck on the couch. See. Or I just try to catch it all, you know? Yeah, but what about your juices? You think I come when I'm on camera? Well, with your real partner, yeah. <clears throat> if we're filming it, no. I can't. Well, this is. Oh, recently. Okay. I am very into kissing. Kissing is very important to me for enjoyment, for sex things. And he's not a performer, so we can only do POV stuff. So we can't kiss when we're filming stuff together. So it's not very enjoyable. It's just like the thing. But we just got an app that I haven't gotten to try yet. But there's an app where you can blur somebody's face. So I'm excited to try that out and see if we can have some actual sex and film it and blur it out. Why do you need an app for that? That's a real easy thing to do with Premiere. Because I've never tried to do it with Premiere. I mean, I also that's like a whole thing on the computer. I like editing on my phone, keeping it very simple. Well, I mean, if you want to farm anything out, 
<laughs> I will happily blur your, your fiance's face mm-hmm. out. Yeah, I'm gonna try this app because it's also that's the other thing too, is like I don't edit my porn anymore. Because my porn is so this is just what I'm doing today, and now I'm gonna masturbate with you. Because that's like the only fans formula. And like there's nothing to edit. It's weird. I think that's another problem. There's not enough jobs to help girls who are running their OnlyFans because it's so simple. It is. It is. I, I'm helping one friend. I'm editing summer content because she's, even with the super amateur stuff, is still shooting two angles. Mm. So pretty much my job is to put a watermark on it and select angles. Yeah. And I honestly may have put too much post on the last one I did for it because I'm like, Okay. If you spent more than five minutes editing it, you did too much. Yeah, but I'm... Yeah. You're you, and that's fine. I understand, like, I'm very meticulous about my work. I'm sure you're great at doing your editing work. But legitimately, if you are spending more than five minutes on anything on OnlyFans, you're doing too much because it doesn't matter the amount of work you put in. They're going to pay the same amount. So why would you put in the extra work? It, fair, fair. Because, well, I'm trying to be a value add for what I'm charging. That's That's valid. That's valid. Like, if I was shooting my own content... You say, fuck it. And, fuck it, right. Yeah. But, like, you're paying me. I need to, like... That's that's different. That's very different. And that's a good thing, that you care enough to actually do that for well, what you're uh, charging. It's also, I want repeat business, so... Of course. Uh, if you're like, dude, you just put a watermark on yeah, this. Yeah, like, you didn't... Do, I could have done this. That's... Uh, yeah, yeah like... That's different. Yeah. And it's one of those but things... But the fans like, don't care. And that's the difference. It's, like, what the girls... Well, I, I, I try, at least, to, like... When I'm editing, be like, what do I want to see? It uh, makes sense. As, as a dude, like, what do I, like, you know, I may have cropped in some of the scenes where it's like, that was way too wide. I'm, I'm, sure. I'm pulling into genitals and sure. shit like that. I, I should clarify. It's not that the dudes don't care. It's that my dudes who pay don't care. They just want to see me have a good time. Well, and that's the thing. Like, It's different for everybody. No, her dudes don't seem to care either. She's kind of like. But she cares about her image, so she hires you. I've given up. I'm like, I would like to keep as much money of my of what I've earned as possible. If you like me when I'm a no-makeup trash monster, I will be a no-makeup trash monster for you. Capitalism. If you make capitalism easy on us, we're going to let it be easy on us. I don't disagree. I wish I had it in me to be a performer sometimes. <laughs> and it's also just harder as a guy. You can't get around that. Also, I've noticed you said this was a very conversational podcast. No. It's interesting because we just began. To, there was no start to the podcast. There normally is a little bit of a start, but I just hit record and we were going. Okay. I mean, I, was, I didn't know if that was normal for you or if it was just me specifically because we were already talking because we were setting up while I was hanging out. But it was weird because I've, anytime I've started at a podcast, it's. Okay, we're 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 and we're on. We're gonna I'm gonna do the intro. I'm gonna introduce you and whatever. And we were just talking, and I thought that was very interesting. It's well, a very so different experience. That's something that I used to do when it was pure audio. Was just hit record and just go. Mm. I s- hope that the audio syncs up properly. Normally, I do clap it off. <laughs> well, we can clap now. We'll clap at the end. That way, you know where it is. Well, I use Premiere to automate that shit. Oh, well, then it should be hopefully. Fun. Hopefully. Hopefully that'll. That's be. not how we use the word hopefully, though. It is now. We're circling back. We are. Sir. It is a callback. What was his it? name? I think his name was Mr. Eater. But it was actually a trick I picked up from another podcast where 
the host was talking about like people put their defenses up and put their guard up when you're like, okay, and we're starting. And they're like, okay, I'm in interview mode. When you're just like, we're just, you just go and you're just all of a sudden hit record. Mm -hmm. People don't put that guard up. People are more tend to forget that we're under professional lighting and cameras. And mm -hmm. that makes sense. And that's what I'm here to capture. I'm here to capture like us bullshitting and having a good time. Not I'm Allison Ray. And this is what I did this week. This, this is what I'm working on. This is my favorite position. This is who I want to work I with. I hate those questions. This is how I lost my virginity. Yes, my parents know. Blah, 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 blah. It literally tells you nothing about the person whatsoever. Yeah. For example, they learned that I'm very centrist on a lot of things, and it's going to make a lot of people angry because it seems like nobody's centrist anymore. I'm not a centrist. I'm... It varies topic to topic. Okay, that's a better way to phrase it. But it, I guess when I say into centrist, I literally mean there's so much nuance that I cannot, like I definitely identify as a liberal, but then when I look at so many liberal policies and the way people, like liberals talk on the internet, I'm like, maybe, like maybe I'm not a liberal. It's just that the definition of liberal has changed so much. No, I have a lot of, like I believe in socialized healthcare. I believe yes, same. Like I believe there should be safety nets in our society. Mm -hmm. I also own guns. Mm -hmm. Same. Like I like shooting. Mm -hmm. I I like knowing that I feel safe in my own house. Same. Especially as a performer, you know, like you never know when you're going to get crazy stalker fan. I think it's very important to have guns in the house. I mean, I've only almost shot one guest. <laughs> Wait, really? Uh, he punched me in the head on air, so. Oh God! It never aired, but yeah, I've told the story on air. I'll, I'll I'll regale you with it off air. But okay, they're like, we've heard it. We don't want to hear. Yeah, it. we don't want to hear it again, man. Like, but yeah, like. Okay, I had a story in mind when we started. I never got to it because it never came up in conversation. But I have to tell it because I haven't told it many times. Oh, well, do tell. Okay, I'm gonna pour myself more whiskey. I know. I was just thinking. I was like, should I pour more? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gosh. I mean, but it's I kind of need to pee, so I'm like. I mean, that's, that's the thing. They're. The bathroom, you can pee. I know, but I'm like, you know, I'm kind of in the Allison mode of I have to be here and doing the thing. So I'm going to go pee. You pour yourself a thing, and then I'm going to come back and tell and the then story. You pour yourself. It's going to go bad if you don't pour yourself more. What? Oh, it'll go bad. Like It'll get moldy or something. I don't know. They are really labeled. care about making sure the left and right are correct. It is mono, so it actually does not matter right now. I, it's an OCD thing, but yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I can't help that. My brain just really wants, like it thinks there's, like the left is shaped different than the right. I think is like, the th well, technically on the Apple, I, I like headphones, there's a left and right. So I think that's where it comes from. Apple ruined you? I mean, I think it ruined everybody. <laughs> I painted my bathroom like apple themed when I was like 14. I wanted to remember the old, old iTunes gift cards where there'd be like silhouette people like doing crazy dance with their. Yeah, yeah I remember that shit. I, I made my bathroom that theme. Like each wall was a different like neon color and I had like black and white accents and I took pictures of me and my siblings like doing crazy dance moves and I was going to like cut them out as silhouettes and add little like headphones and I painted people on the doors, which freaked me out when I went to back to visit my family because I opened the door and I thought there was somebody standing there in the bathroom because it was late at night. It freaked me out. I did a bit painted a big Apple logo above the toilet did not age well.
Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. I that's was very the... ex- I'm, I was going to say I was, a busy, I was a very eccentric child, but no, I'm just an eccentric person. And apparently a wage slave or you know, capitalist, what? a slave to capitalism. If you're painting corporate logos on your bathroom. <laughs> I mean, I just thought it was it'd be a cool idea because I also wanted to have like this big painted like MP3 player on one of the walls where you could like push it and then it would start playing your music while you shower. Like I had a big idea and I wanted my dad to hook all this stuff up. And then I painted the walls and realized how tiring it is to just paint walls. And then I gave up and never put on any of the accents. So I just have like people that like have half a hand where I was supposed to start painting an MP3 player and like the outline of the big MP3 player, because it was an MP. No, I think it was an iPod at that point. And of course, it was an iPod, the, but not a touch. It was no, no, the old iPod school with the wheel. Yes, with the wheel. I think I had the iPod Mini. That was where my shit was, and I I got the outline of it and never did anything with it. And I'm pretty sure my sister just repainted it last year. Anyway, <laughs> are you aware that your faucet is? Kind of jag, kind of janky. I yeah. thought I broke it. You did. Oh shit! You owe me two million dollars. Oh no! It's a trap. I'm trying to save for a wedding. Can I pay you back after the wedding? Just put it on, you know, put a new faucet on the registry. Perfect. People have already been asking me about my registry. That's crazy to me. I'm like, why are you asking me that now? I mean, like, I haven't even sent out invitations. How do you know you're invited? <laughs> Maybe that's their way of guaranteeing an invitation. Little do they know. They'll have to mail in the gift first. Right. That's that. That's the best plan. Oh, my God. Put out the registry. And, like, when the gift shows, like, that's how you secure your spot. If I approve of your mm-hmm. gift. Mm-hmm. Oh. I like this idea. Did you just give me a $25 Apple gift card? You ain't coming. <laughs> your plate costs more than that. Luckily, not much more than that. We are doing like a little like barn venue. And also we're doing like pasta because I'm vegetarian. I have several people in my bridal party that are vegan. So we wanted something that was like very simple where people could kind of build their own entree. So we're doing a pasta bar. So it's not super expensive because pasta is not expensive. So I've been a bachelor in my life. I'm aware. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Story. I feel like. Though you should expound about it, making a mac and cheese bar. Oh, we're definitely going to have mac and cheese as an option. Okay. Absolutely. That's my favorite. I wanted that. How How do you take your mac and cheese? Okay. My favorite, and it hasn't existed for a few years, but if they could recreate it, that would be amazing. I loved macaroni, you know, Romano's macaroni grill. Yes. Their mac and cheese. The shells, and I'm pretty sure it was like Velveeta cheese, like circa 2005, was my shit. But they don't make it like that anymore. And it's very upsetting. So if they could figure out how to do that for the wedding, that'd be great. Uh, The story. Oh, also. Yeah, I'm I'm drinking. Is this what happens on your podcast? They get... You guys start talking, and then there's more drinking, and then it's, okay, well, that's fun. I probably should have listened to more of the endings of the podcast. Didn't do that. Should have done that. Hour two is when shit happens. Yeah. Uh, I definitely know I've been drinking because I had the, the, the toilet paper. I pulled it. I, like, tore it off, except because I tore it and I didn't, like, grab it and tear it, the whole roll just 
flew off and then it rolled under the cabinet and then I didn't know what to do. Luckily, there was another one on like the sink. Did you just trash in my roommate's bathroom? Yeah. I couldn't stop it. It rolled away from me. It's gone forever now, folks. <laughs> it has gone to the land of wind and shadows. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I must be feeling this drink. Cool. <laughs> that was one story that just happened. All right. The story that I left off on before the bathroom. It was at AVN. It was the day after AVN. What year? I'm trying to think of who was with me. Oh, Ben came that year. So it was not 2020. Oh, wait. AVN did happen in 2020. It did. Yes. Okay. So I'm thinking of not 2019, I don't think. I think I'm thinking 2018. 2018. Doesn't really matter. But it was the day after when the Hard Rock is like dead. There's no people. Because I always like to stay an extra day just to recover and not sit in traffic for 12 hours trying to get back to LA like everybody else. So we were in the casino and I just started my period and we were frantically looking for tampons because none of the stores sold them for some reason. And uh, my boyfriend at the time and his friend were trying to help me find tampons and we kind of all split up in different directions to find a tampon. Uh, He finds one and I was like, oh, thank God. So I go to the bathroom now imagine I'm in the stall. Okay, I, this is better done if I can like mime it. Must have the microphone. Th- that's going to be fine, I promise. And they can see it over here anyway. Okay, so I'm in the stall. I'm like squatting down trying to put in this tampon because I don't like to sit on the, the toilet on any public restroom so i sit down i'm trying to put the tampon in and i'm hearing these two ladies on either side of me in different stalls saying that guy was really cute yeah he really was do you think he really has a girlfriend and i'm just like hearing it not really so they're over here i don't know he seemed like he was just kind of hitting on me well i don't know why he'd ask you for a tampon to try to hit on you and i realized that it's my ex who had asked them uh about it and they just kept talking about it. It's like, oh, maybe I should go find him and, and give him my number. And I left, like, left the bathroom stall, started washing my hands. And I was just like cracking up because I'm not, you know, I'm not jealous. I just think it's really funny that I happened to end up in the stall with them at the exact same time. And as they came up, they were like still wa- like as they came up to wash their hands. They were still talking about him. I was like, I'm the girlfriend. And we had the biggest laugh in the bathroom. We all walked out. Uh, to go talk to my ex and his friend that were still in the casino. I don't know where this goes. Weep, beep. That works, I guess. It looks the same over there. And that's my story. I don't tell for, like, I have funny stories. I don't tell them in a funny way, but that is the story. It was the funniest thing that had happened to me in my life up to that point. And then (laughs) we ended up making friends with them. And then he escorted with one of them, like, the next day. It was great. (laughs) <laughs> that wow. was my story that I thought of when you had originally asked about three hours ago and I had to tell it because it was in, it was in the chamber it was yeah, ready to go it, it was, really wanted to get out and no edging that story it had to bust yeah well on that note Allison we're actually gonna call last call on this motherfucker oh get you out of here okay where can they find you on the things mm, the things well I'd give you my only fans but it appears that is no longer I mean, it is till December 1st. October 1st. No, no. You have till December 1st to pull down that content. 
So fuck them if you want to make that mm-hmm. money. But you can't post new content. That's the thing. It's like it's so like new. September 29th, just like a massive upload. Right. Oh, that's not a bad idea. But shit. There I go. Give it away. Shit again. All right. You can definitely find me on TikTok and I will post wherever I'm at on TikTok. My TikTok is at Allison Ray X. Allison is spelled with one L R E Y. I'm on Twitter. Allison Ray X X X. You can also find all of my links. I just forgot that I set up this website at AllisonRayFans.com. There's a little thing. It says my links. You can go. If you want to message me, buy some shit, follow me on TikTok. It's all there. You can find it all there. If I'm not on OnlyFans, I will probably be on Ninth Cloud, assuming that they do launch when they say they're going to launch. That is all. Awesome. Awesome. Allison, it's been an absolute pleasure. And... Real quick, for those of you who don't know for whatever reason, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook, twitch.tv slash Matt F and Slayer for the gaming content. You can find the podcast at And Now We Drink on Twitter and Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. And until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. Motherfuckers.